When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground cities to local communities cbp agents and officers are keeping people safe join u.s customs and border protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself learn more at cbp.gov careers Check on a hill in the mossy creek bottoms of Cane Creek, Arkansas. I'm Joe Roop, and this is Lighting the Void. We are live on the Fringe FM once again. It is Thursday night, September the 5th, and we're going to take a little bit of a different turn here. Tonight, we're going to be speaking with Corey Daniel, talking about the Phoenix uh, uh, Phoenix Enigma, de-occulting. A lot of these things that are going on, uh, the shootings and stuff, some of the stuff I've talked with uh, Jeffrey Mishlove about, we all kind of feel something's going on, right? Like, what are all these shootings about? Las Vegas, all the different school shootings, everything that's been happening seems almost like uh, we're living in some type of weird, I guess you could say, ritual or sacrifice that's been going on. And you hear that from other people like Mark Passio and other people that talk about the occult. And so we're going to speak with Corey Daniel tonight about this and just kind of dig into this. I think this is important to investigate uh, after so much that we've talked about. We've talked about the symbolism, the dates, the planets, when certain things line up, etc. 
it's time to really look into this and see if this stuff is going on. And could it be going on right under our noses? And we just don't see it. Uh, that's coming up. All right. Also, there is the uh, Sci-Spy Transcendence event in Sedona, Arizona, September the 28th through the 29th. Remember, if you go to SciSpy.tv forward slash events and you put in the phrase LTV, you're going to get $25 off. So... If you're curious about having a transcendental experience, which I know some of you are, I trust Suzanne and I trust what she's doing out there. You guys go, if you're in the area, go check it out. It'll be a lot of fun. Also, the show is brought to you by GetTheTea.com. Make sure you go to GetTheTea.com and get your super strength tea first. Always get that stuff so you can defend your body from all the junk that's being poured upon us, but also, you know, help your health out. And um, there's some... New stuff that I've gotten from there is the the spirulina. I probably said that wrong, but it's the nature's natural immune booster. This is some good stuff, and I've heard a lot of good things about it. So when I tried this, the first time I tried this, by the way, you guys know how I feel about a lot of the supplements there too, GI Joy and all that. But I'm gonna try this and let you know what goes down. Also, this show is brought to you by AncientLifeOil.com. CBD oil, get it, do your research, then get the best. AncientLifeOil.com and prepare with thefringe.com thank you for our new supporters we had a few new supporters last night you know who you are big shout out and love to you guys and gals and uh if you want to take a journalistic approach to the ufo field there's only one place to go that's ufoseekers.com backed and supported by the fringe fm and lighting the void and uh give them a call if you've had a signing at 661 ufo 7889 check out their best material on their youtube channel youtube.com forward slash ufo seekers so our guest tonight Corey daniel is a third generation phoenician and writer researcher and professional guide currently living in the phoenix area he was raised in the valley of the sun the phoenix mountain preserves provided an early introduction to the sonoran desert and it was here he took a strong interest in the local desert flora now this in turn led to a passion for uh, ethnobotany and later everything Native American and Old West. That's pretty cool because I like that stuff too. Um, But the Phoenix Enigma is devoted to decoding and reverse engineering esoteric symbolism, examining a myriad of esoteric topics including Freemasonry, physics, sacred geometry, numerology, gematria, politics, architecture, and ancient religions and mystery schools, sciences uh, which form the foundations of the institutions of civilization. Now, these sciences are well known by many. However, most fail to understand how they have been used by esoteric organizations throughout the ages for the control and manipulation of others and humanity. Welcome to the show, Corey. Thanks for joining Lighting the Void, man. Well, thank you, sir. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, this is a, I'm just going to tell you, this is kind of indirect conflict with some of my beliefs, but also, again, that I've found that, um, that I I have a strong belief in occult science and what it does for people in their life. But I also have noticed that I think it's time to really take a hard look at what what is going on behind the scenes when it comes to government, when it comes to uh, the pharmaceutical companies, when it comes to the military. Um, I have no doubts that this stuff has been hidden from us. And instead of teaching humans about this stuff, they have used it for their own gain. And there's a few ways to look at that. And we can get into the whole philosophy of it. But mainly, I think my big thing is that I want to learn from you is get some specifics on some of these dates and 
what was the biggest event that happened to you you think that really got your attention and said hey all right you know something's going on here this isn't just a big conspiracy anymore there's really something happening um well 9-11 was i think everyone's red pill uh, we all woke up that that shortly after that day um and as that progressed and you know played out we all realized there was something not right and we we can all look at our lives if you're you know over the age of 30, 40, somewhere in there, you can look at your life and say there's pre 9-11, there's post 9-11 world. We, we, we truly had a paradigm shift. Um, I was living through that and right about, oh, the Vegas shooting. The Vegas shooting is what really did it. Um, I'd been living in Phoenix and I had been uh, getting into the occultism and the studying and, and de, de- occulting my hometown because I realized people had de occulted Baltimore and San Francisco and Washington, all that stuff, but no one touched on Phoenix and Phoenix is huge. There's a lot going on here and there's no one doing it. And, uh, I think Gary David's the only other person that really touched. And there's another gentleman that wrote a book, uh, I think called the greatest secret ever told. He has a lot about Phoenix in there. He might be a resident. It looks like, but when the Vegas thing went down, that made my blood boil. I, I began noticing, well, in seven days, it was no longer on the news. There was a huge cover up. But then I looked and I saw, I mean, as an occultist, as a trained occultist, someone who who used to practice um, uh, Western magic Mm -hmm. um, and then dove into other forms and styles and, 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 you know, grew from there as we all do when you're in the occult, Mm -hmm. you recognize things, you recognize the time, you recognize the moon phase, you recognize the, you name it, um, everything, the, the, the numerology, the number of victims. And I said, you know what? I'm going to take a look at this because people are really talking about this Vegas shooting and no one is touching on anything. Right. The I dates mean, and I everything. Think, yeah. yeah. Someone, you know, someone said, Hey, it was the route 91 harvest festival. And, um, you know, and on August 1st, or I'll sorry, on October 1st, there were 91 days left in the, the new year. What's the odds of that? And, um, and I took that and I ran with it. And that was like the really, the first really de occulting I did. And the more I dug into it, the more I found uh, things that, and we can go over some of that here. I'd, I'd like to, but that's what really did it. And I got angry and I said, there's no more. There's absolutely no more. I cannot sit here any longer and do nothing. It was about that time that John B. Wells was, um, he's one of my personal heroes. Um, I just love him. Uh, he has the caravan to midnight show. And yeah, uh, he's a good, one of the best for sure. Yeah. He's, and, he, and, 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 you know, he's, 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 he's a damn good man. Um, he turned down that job. He turned down that money. Um, and he said, I'm going to go do something productive and I'm going to fight this machine. And he took a pay cut and he went with his faith. He went with his belief and he did it. And he, he had a broadcast one night when he said, everyone out there, if you're listening to this, you know, this is an entertainment. We're here to get some work done. And if you can do something, do it. And I thought to myself, he's talking to me. And, um, I opened up my YouTube channel. I began making videos. It was horrible. I had no tech. You know, I had a, <laughs> you know how it goes when you first start out, you don't even know what you're doing. It took about eight months to a year. I found my niche and my groove and um, it, it took off. I did one video on the Ortolan bird. I didn't realize how big that was going to be when I did it from the Golden Globes last year. Uh, they did the, the um, there was a similitude, uh, a, a re- religious similitude with the Ortolan bird from the French delicacy. And I broke down the entire ritual that they were playing out in that golden globe. And, um, I think I gained like 22,000 subscribers in like 
four days oh, yeah. and it really clicked. It really clicked with people. And uh, there was an intense uh, desire to understand what I was doing. And then they found some of my older work and material that I've been working on. And from there, it's just been taken off everywhere. So that's kind of how I got into all this. And that's what really made me decide to do this. Well, I think this is my producer's funny way of seeing what happens here, because I'm, I believe uh, Mm -hmm. that learning about the occult and practicing it are two different things. So it's good to know that uh, you've actually done it right. Um, Because I was one of those armchair guys for a long time that read all kinds of stuff about it, but never really practiced anything to try to experience anything in my life. And, you know, once I started seeing that the stuff actually did change my life in good ways and healthy ways and loving ways, I've stayed with it. I've had no, I guess, no problems. But I, the thing is, as I come, I use a much older system uh, that's, I don't know if it's, I guess, more traditional and um, I'm not a big fan of Crowley. I mean, I, I respect some of the stuff that he's written, but not a big fan. Not a big fan of uh, chaos magic, so to speak. Like, I understand it. I know that it works. But it's just not my bag. But when you use it against people, that is definitely, that's terrible, right? And that's what's been, I can definitely see that it's going on. And there are a lot of magicians that see it's going on. It's going on. If you take like David Griffin from the Rosicrucian Order of the Alpha Omega, uh, for example, he's he's fighting all these people. He puts it up on his YouTube channel and says, look, these people are, you're in a slave system that you're not aware of, um, that these people have been controlling forever and ever, and you got to wake up. And he seems like, and the funny thing is, is he gets made fun of more than anybody Oh, you're not a real this or real that, or you don't have any real lineage. And I've actually looked into them. They're pretty, they're legit as legit can be. But why the big fight against them? And I think that it, when anytime somebody tries to come out and teach about magic and the occult and show that it's being used in evil ways, regardless of your belief on the subject itself, uh, you get uh, a lot of traffic, good and bad. Sure. Um, I don't, uh, just heading out the gate here, I, I think I want to state that um, I don't think your and my um, opinion of, of, of magic is really that far off. I'm not, uh, especially the occult, I'm, I'm not anti-occult at all. Um, I was a practicing ma- ma- magician for a little over 20 years. I was very competent, which I was very competent. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned what worked. I learned how it worked. It really took off. I mean, I really began to, uh, I say, gain power or, or see more results in my work when I began studying physics, when I understood catalysts, when I understood light, and um, when I got into holog- hol- hol- holograms, when I got into um, the, the anatomy of the brain and how it works, right. light spectrum, sound, that kind of stuff. That's when I really began understanding that... Um, what the world is. I mean, if you, you know, if you go by Alistair Crowley, magic is the science and art of causing change to occur in conformity with will. Right. Okay. Uh, that's absolutely true. Absolutely true. Uh, if there's, what is more magical right now than you and I having a conversation on opposite sides of turtle Island here. And I'm making noise and I'm, 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 I'm having a thought in my head 
And from that thought, I begin to compress air in my throat and it goes through this, this microphone and across someone I don't even understand. And it comes out over to there. And because we speak the same language, you internalize it and you understand what was just in my head less than, less than a fraction of a second ago. That's magic. Yep, sure is. There's no difference between technology and magic, and there's no difference between, between well, the other kind of a magic. What is more magical than two people getting together and, 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 and through the art of love, the act of love, creating another soul, bringing right. forth another soul into this world and manifesting that? I mean, good God, that is magic. That is supernatural in every way, shape, form of the, of the word. Magic is a lot of things. The occult is a different topic. The occult is the study of hidden knowledge. And the reason why people come out to answer your question here against the occult is because the occult has been wrapped up and taught and sold to, um, well, to the world as an evil entity. When in actuality, it is the hidden sciences that actually uh, form the foundation that all of our modern sciences are built upon. If you get into any modern science, biology, chemistry, psychology, you go back down, it is underpinned with occultism and with the occult. And all the earliest scientists in those fields were all occultists, every damn one of them. And all of them grew out of the Pythagorean mystery schools and all of them from the Egyptians and the Sumerian schools. And they've been involved in the Hellfire Society and they were the founders of our nation. And it doesn't end. Um, This knowledge has been sequestered. It has been hidden. It has been kept from the average person. And they have been given football and cheap, crappy beer and diversion. And they've been given cubicles and um, comfort because fat people don't revolt. And, and they've been given this in place of real knowledge. And they've been told and taught through Disney from the age, from as soon as you can put someone in front of a television, the tele here and the vision eyes. Put in front of a television, which is a brainwashing control mechanism. It, it basically rewires your third to fourth uh, dimension interface unit, which is your, your, your brain, and scripts what's going to be coming in there. That's what television does. It's weaponized. And they, they tell people that the occult is evil, that it's anti-God, that it's anti-Christian, that it's anti-whatever religion yeah. you know, happens to be. And people fight against it. That's why they do not want you to understand that magic is physics. They don't want people to know that 800 years ago, the king was funding some sorcerer magician down there in the basement of the castle who was mixing together chemicals and he'd formed a religion about it. In that religion had symbols and those symbols transferred knowledge from generation to generation. And he was figuring out the mysteries of of chemistry and and psychology in order and, and propaganda and advertising in order to gain power for that king. Today, today the same damn thing's going on. Only you have the government funding DARPA projects with MIT. These same people, it's the same paradigm. The power yeah. structures are developing magic in the basements at MIT and maybe in the open, learning how to bend space and light and time and weaponize it in order to get a jump on the rest of everyone else while everyone else goes out there and, you know, plows the fields and builds the houses and keep them just smart enough to um, keep keeps everybody butt- polarized. But we, you know, until that we get past just polarization, which is like the basic, I mean, that is like, basic basic understanding 
And until we get past that, we don't have a fight. We don't have a, we're losing. In my opinion, if we don't see how they're dividing us, keeping us hypnotized, or it's like hypnotic rhythm, like you talked about, like the television and everything else they keep us hypnotized with. And then they make sure that we fight constantly about subjects that we really shouldn't be fighting about. We should be looking at both sides of the coin on uh, that. We're not going to get anywhere. Yeah. Um, You know, I have an argument, um, not to be argumentative, but there are arguments against what you just said and things I I do think about. I don't have all the answers and I do look at both sides of every issue, but um, how do you, um, you know, let's just, for the sake of, 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 a, of a mental exercise, pick the most divisive argument, abortion. Right. Um, yeah, definitely. So you have one side, 50% of the country is pro-abortion or pro-choice, pro, pro-abortion. The other is, you know, adamantly against it. But when you look at it in terms of the occult, um, you can see, you can see a different aspect of it. Um, an abortion is a sacrifice. Yes, it when is. When you have the yeah. most holy of holies, the womb of a female where life is supposed to be the most protected and the most sacred. You know, it used to be people would come out and take their babies and put them, you know, pass them through the fire of, of a Moloch and burn them on those, on, on those, on, on those bronze hands and sacrifice them. Um, and then somebody decided, Hey, why don't we, um, why don't we do it when it's in the womb? Wouldn't that be great? And then someone said, Hey, wait a minute. Why don't we tax everyone in the entire country and get them to fund it? So now these people are funding the, the, the murder and sacrifice of their own children. Why don't mm-hmm. we do that? You know, so you can look at it like that and say, God, like that's not a right that maybe we should be doing. Uh, you know, and that's where we get polarized, um, where people look exactly. at these. Look at you these know, Dave Chappelle it, just had, did you, I don't know, are you familiar with Dave Chappelle? He's a comedian. He just oh, yeah. did his latest special on that. And he said, you know, I, the he was, he did it in a comedic way, right? Yeah. He said, you know, um, he talked about the polarization. He said, yeah, ladies, it's your right or whatever. That's your body, right? And he had them all clapping and everything. And then he said, well, I'll tell you what. And he said, if saying that, then he said, if you have the right to take it out, then I have the right to abandon the damn thing because mm-hmm. it's my money, right? And then yeah. everybody got real quiet. You know, he goes, so if you think I'm wrong about that, then perhaps we're wrong about the whole subject. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Mm, yeah. I mean, I always like to make people think. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of times when you don't need to argue where you don't need to be right. People think they always got to be right. You don't have to be right. That's right. You have to make people think. What I would tell people is, you know, when they, when I, when I get someone who's really pro-choice and as I, I tell them, you know what I say, and I make it funny. I say, 
I think Democrats should have all the abortions they want. It seems like a self-correcting problem to me. Well, it, and, it is a self-correcting problem. I mean, you know, if people don't like that, if it's like, oh, man, that's that hurts, that's too sensitive or whatever, you know, it's like, well, that's that's because you're polar about the subject. Yeah, That's why yeah, it hurts if, your feelings so much. Sure. Yeah, you know, yeah. But if, if at the same time, if everyone who wants abortions has abortions, they don't have kids, uh, you know, that political ideology is going to die out and it'll be a self-correcting problem in the end on, on their end, you know? Yeah. And it... it kind of makes them think, you know? So like I say, there's a lot of polarizing in this world. And I think the key to get past that is to listen, truly listen and understand uh, what people are saying. Cause everyone just kind of waits for their turn to talk and they don't listen. And when they hear it, they don't think they just react. React. They don't respond. Yeah. Yeah, man. I I understand where you're coming from. And look, I've been super pissed off about it for a long time, but I, I got to the point where I got to a point where I was like, okay, and I'm just being honest with you. I was like, okay, I can't save the world or save the planet. I've got to do what's best for me and the people I love. And then I realized over time how that was kind of not right to me uh, either. And so that's kind of why I started doing this show. So what you're talking about actually is one of the bigger, I take a long-term different approach to it, but um it is one of the bigger reasons why I do the show to show people that there are hidden mysteries there for them to, to discover and to try to slowly show people that it's not evil. What's evil is the fact that they're teaching you to take your own power away from yourself. Like you're talking about each and every day. And now what's really got me thinking is the stuff that I'm not so sure about. Cause I haven't looked at all the dates, but mm-hmm. I mean, come on, man! These shootings are getting ridiculous. It's every right? week now. Yeah. It's every week. I mean, I think the one that stuck out to me was this last one in um, Odessa, right? I think it was seven dead and twenty-two wounded. Well, twenty-two by seven is pie, right there. You got three point one four into the into the actual death count. The guy's name is uh, Seth. What was it, Seth um, Ator? Right. Mm-hmm. which came out, uh, I think it comes out to appointed venom. Seth is up, it's the third child of Adam and Eve. That's up, this means up, 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 appointed. A tour means venom. And it was in Odessa. And I think, what did I look up earlier? Odessa meant, um, you know, it meant, um, I forget what it is, but it, it, it fit in there as well. You know, and you, and you, and you can go through and, and you can just de-occult these things. And you're like, wow, like, um, that's interesting. That, you know, like, well, hell, you want to dive into uh, the Las Vegas shooting here? Yeah, absolutely. Go for All it. All right. So, like I said, when I when I first dug in uh, to this, I saw some numbers sticking out. And um, <clears throat> Route 91 Harvest Festival, right? Well, you know, when you do your simple nu- numerology and you get the vibrational, and then for those listening, uh, how savvy is your is your audience on numerology? Uh, they're, pretty, so they're pretty good at it for the most okay, part. Okay, all right. All right. So for any new, anybody new, new out, out there, you can do a reduction where you add up all the numbers and you get to a root number and numbers have vibrational frequencies, which are used uh, in different capacities because they mean different things, right? So, you know, the Route 91 Harvest Festival, nine plus one is 10. It occurred just days prior to the harvest moon. And as you know, from your spellcraft, you, you work up to the moon. So you're using, you're, you're utilizing the energy and the vibrations and the pull of the moon. Um, it occurred in the harvest month, the 10th month, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
59 people died, and uh, including Paddock, and 851 injured for a total of 910 casualties. Route 91 Harvest Festival, 910 casualties. Once again, 9 plus 1 is 10 because you dropped that zero, right? Um, other articles state that 58 people were killed and 546 were injured in a total of 604, which comes out to 10 as well. Um, it happened on the 1st, which is a mirror of 10. It happened in 2017, 2 plus 1 plus 7 is 10. So you're left with, with the, the, the date, October 1st, 217 is 10, 10, 10, three sets of 10. The Master Masons, the three, the three um, uh, levels of the Blue Lodge. And I do. I do see a lot of Masonic symbolism and a lot of Masonry. Um, or, or Masons actually work, utilize the same occultic principles as well. Some of this could be uh, Kabbalah, uh, Jewish m- magic worked in here as well. Um, I don't know. I don't pretend to understand who's doing this. But I see a lot of, um, especially 13s and 33s, when again to other stuff. But... The actual shooting took place between 10.05 and 10.15 for exactly 10 minutes. And October 1st, there are exactly 91 days left in the new year. Shooting happened on the Route 91 Harvest Festival. On the day of the harvest moon when there were 91 days left in the new year. All right? It happened on the 10th day of Maharam, which is the day of Ashura. Ashura is an Arabic word that means 10th. Now, you know that if you line up the uh, Islamic calendar over the Gregorian calendar, it floats, right? Because it's a different amount of days. So the different holidays land on different days. I think when I ran this out a couple of years ago, this lines up once every 1,400 years. What the hell are the chances that this shooting would occur on October 1st, 2017, the 10th day of Maharam with all the other 10s going in there, right? The Ashura is the Islamic day of bloodletting. When Islam's, um, you know, What's Islam's connection to the event? Well, remember in the initial, um, <clears throat> in the initial uh, reports, they'd come out and said they found a ton of um, anti-American Islamic uh, terrorist propaganda in the room. But of course, that was before the three or four revisions where Joseph Lombardo, the, um, the sheriff, was corrected and had that, um, that FBI agent who's the head of counterintelligence behind him uh, looking quite ominous. So. It happened in Nevada. Um, Nevada became a state in 1864. One plus eight plus six plus four is 19. One plus nine is 10. Um, you know, happened at the Luxor Hotel. By the way, it happened in front of the Luxor Hotel. The Luxor Hotel has 10 letters. The zip code for the Luxor Hotel is 89119 or 28. Two plus eight is 10. Luxor Hotel has 4,407 rooms, 442 of which are suites. The suites comprise exactly 10.02% of the rooms in that hotel. In the, in the hotel, I'm, I'm sure people have been there who are listening, they have the bodies exhibit, the Titanic, the Blue Man exhibits, all that stuff. Um, those shows run from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Okay? The Luxor Hotel is the brightest light on planet Earth, yes. period. There's yep. no, no brighter light. It shines out of that pyramid. Um, in Las Vegas, and it is the brightest light on earth. And it's, there's a sphinx in front of that, and there's an obelisk in front of that, and the, um, the killing fields took place just in front of that. So this sacrifice took place in front of a pyramid, in front of an obelisk, in front of a sphinx. Um, All right, so real quick. Um, yeah. So what is 
and you know we have a host on this network ryan gable that talks quite about this a bit about this too is a good friend of mine so we hear these things a lot right we hear this thing you know these dates and synchronicities mm-hmm. what i'm trying to get people to understand and maybe you can help me get them to understand is what does this do right why do they do it that way what is the point of it happening that way? It doesn't make it more powerful. Are they exalting something? As you know, uh, being a practicing occultist, right. um, like Pythagoras said, all is number. Um, there's a couple theories as to what is going on with the numerology, specifically the numerology. Uh, let's talk about that for a second before I answer the rest of that question because that was a pretty big question. Sure. It's not pretty simple, but you and I know that's a big question. Um, numerologically speaking, uh, numbers, um, well, the best mathematicians in the world decide, they got together and said, were numbers discovered or were they invented? And the answer was neither and both. They don't know. Uh, there's just no answer to that question. We do know that numbers, we, we utilize numbers as uh, concrete figures to create equations to represent and understand dimensions that we are not equipped to see with within the within the biological prisons that we're in right our eyes only see so much light spectrum our ears can only hear so much compressed air our taste buds and nose are only can sense so much we can only feel so far out you know um we're kept in these biological prisons however with these numbers we can begin to see the other sides all is in fact number. And we know that because nature unfolds on a three to five ratio, the Fibonacci sequence, right? The, the, uh, the golden spiral, everything from the distance of your hand to the, the, how your ear swirls out to when you make a fist and look at your thumb, it swirls out to the, you know, the, uh, the galaxy three to five ratio plotted out. There are definite patterns with that we have um, found. The art of numerology is, the art of identifying these um, these patterns in nature and being able to tell what's going to come next. It's almost like fortune telling. And if you know what is going to happen when these numbers line up and you know what could possibly happen if these numbers line up, you can begin to nudge it, I think. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. And you can begin to nudge what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And just like you would use a red candle as a catalyst in a spell or a lodestone, or you would use um, cinnamon because you're, you're, you're capitalizing on the vibrational frequency of the matter in that material that we know through trial and error, uh, through the art of witchcraft, the craft of the wise, uh, adds, adds to the resonance of the intent that you're thinking for that spell. All right. Well, the same with numerology. When you're utilizing specific numbers, um, uh, you know, Cyrus Avery made Route 66 a specific length. Okay. And he did that because when you divide it or or transfer into Scottish miles and divide that length by 66, you come up with 32 point, uh, 32 which is the closest you get to a 33rd degree Mason without being appointed. And Cyrus Avery was a 32nd degree Scottish Rite Mason. So because of that, he utilized the numerology 
and it flowed better. Um, the Masons were able to build that highway out west. They were able to position other Masons along those towns where they knew it would be prosperous and flourish. Uh, they were then able to capitalize on the industry and the politics and the government locally in all these towns as they were going through them. And what did they do? They maintained control of the United States of America as the frontier pushed west. Masons built the roads. Masons decided where the towns went. They got there first. And they incorporated numerology into this road highway system as well as the other ones because all the Masons were in charge of all the highway associations in the, uh, in the late 1800s. Well, not a lot of people know that, right? But when you take this numerological science and apply it to mass shootings, to 9-11, to the Florida shooting, um, you begin to fix um, thought patterns. You begin to fix um, intent and you solidify it um, better and more so right. with these numbers. Uh, phase two of these things is the media, the propaganda, Right. I mean, the Twin Towers fell once, but we've seen the Twin Towers fall thousands of times because we've watched it. That leaves a lasting impression in our subconscious. Our conscious mind pulls from the subconscious to create its reality millisecond by millisecond. And you don't know. All the people you've seen on TV die. Your subconscious has no clue if that's real or fake. None. It pulls on that as if it is a real memory. You can begin to script people's um, reaction. And what they're going to do by showing them things over and over and over on TV. Uh, so that's phase two of the sorcery. It's a multi-phase system. The, the numerology is set up ritualistically. I believe, I, I truly believe evil has to telegraph. That's been said for years and evil always telegraphs for some reason. I've been thinking about this and if you have an answer, I'd love to hear it. But evil will always telegraph what it's going to do. People that are doing bad, they'll tell you. They'll tell you what they're going to do before they do it every time. And it's in these numbers. It's in the systems that they're utilizing. I think part of it might go back to the reptilian brain form, um, the reptilian um, uh, part of the brain, yeah. which functions on, on like ritual. Um, well, you it know, buries into the subconscious first. If you telegraph something that you're going to do and then you follow up with it, it's the same as a, a contract from, uh, from Saturn. So you're exalting that fact as well. So it buries into the subconscious, not into the conscious, but the subconscious that not only is this going to happen, but there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. So that's the evil. Um, po- that's another evil part of it and sad and sick part of it. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, another theory of the numerology is that um, they can't control all that, you know, like uh, there's no cabal smart enough and lucky enough and good enough to pull this off um, that these numbers are naturally manifesting as they would from the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, another, another theory, uh, one of my evangelical Christian friends called me and he said, Corey, this is, this isn't the real world we're in. We're in a, we're in a dense three dimensional version of what's going on in the real world. These numbers that you're, that you're understanding and building your science out of and, and trying to get, he says, this is the shadow of what's going on over there. When you see these things happening over here, it's the real battles taking place over there. Right. When someone blows something up over here, it happened over there first. And I thought that was an interesting take on it. Yeah. And your point to um, when you say, look, there's there there's when well, I don't mean that there is nothing you can do about it. That's what they're trying to make you. That's what they're trying to seal. See, if they're trying yes. to. And the truth is you can do everything about it. 
you can use the same forces against these people for good. You can, it's kind of like when, if, in my mind, when a lot of people do uh, goetic magic, right? And they work with demons and all this stuff. And they're using the Kabbalah system of, you know, the angels down to the cliff off. And I'm thinking, well, why, why even go down there? You don't have to, you know, you've got these good forces you can deal with as well to work this stuff out. So, um, there's a balance to everything, but that's, that's all there is to it. And you're right. There is nothing like this stuff just happens anyways, as far as the powers and the natural forces go and all this stuff. So if these people can do it, you can too. The, their evil side is is not only to do sacrifice, and I've, I'm starting to really see this more, but to convince you that there's nothing that you can do about it and to keep you blind in celebrating that fact. Yeah, yeah. Um, the study of the occult is the study of the natural world. Right. The natural world has been hidden from us, and we've been given this fake artificial world of air conditioning and football and diversion and false hopes and dreams and cubicles um, and a whole entire infrastructure where people are treated as, I don't know, thin skin nails with opposable thumbs that produce a skilled number of muscular, you know, motions per hour for a wage to keep us just fed enough and just hungry enough to come back tomorrow and do it again. Um, you know, and that's been done through the sorcery of money, usury, right? Money itself, my God, we could do we could do 10 shows on money and what right. it is and the occultic aspects of it and how it operates and how you can take, you know, $100 and turn it into a thousand. And, and that money is, is, a, is, a, is a quantifiable measurement of, of stored um, labor. Mm-hmm. And at that point, you can loan it out for interest and change it into a thousand. And from there, it grows and you can take that and buy other stuff for free. You're actually taking sorcery. You're making something from nothing the same way an alchemist, you know, would make gold from lead or, or to transmute an, an element. You're, you're making um, uh, the ability to procure resources and wield power and influence out of nothing, out of an artificial um, a script that represents something else. It's a joke. It's a sham. It's a farce. It's a lie. Yet it is, it is more than that. You know, you're God. What my friend once told me, I, we're talking about God. And he said, you know, Corey, I figured out what it is. I figured out what God is. I said, what is it, man? He said, God is what you think about the most every day. That's <laughs> your God. He said, and right now, the entire world is dependent upon an economic system which utilizes money. Money is in the middle of everything. And you go to work for money and you come home and you give your, you know, your paycheck to your wife and, and, and um, you know, and everything you do is for money. Everything you buy, the food, everything. Um, you no longer go get a fish out of the river and eat it. You go buy a fish with the money. He said, and when you take that dollar bill and look on the back of it, and it's full of magical script, pyramids and writing and incantations and, um, you, know, you know, the dollar bill. You're, when I give you a dollar with an intent in my mind to transfer labor or goods or stored energy, that is magic. And that is those who created that money inserting themselves between you and me and our fair trade and making us dependent upon a system. 
Oh, it's scary, man. It's deep. It goes, it goes to the bone. It yeah. goes to the <laughs> yeah. very world. And people don't understand if you are, if you give a dollar for something tomorrow for a candy bar, you are engaging in occultism. You are engaging in a magic spell, in a ritual, in a ceremony every time you do it. But because it seems normal, because you've done it your entire life, because you were born into the system, you think it's, it's normal. It ain't normal. Ain't nothing natural about it. And that's how blind the world is. Using the words Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Those are occultic. You know? They're based on gods. Yeah. And seven, on, on, on. planets. Yeah, that. And then it goes, you know, because what I tell people on the show all the time, you know, uh, you can look at religion and, and separate the religions all you want. But the old gods, they've, they've been there the whole time. They're quantified, measured. I don't know. They're in everything, color, you name it. It's in everything. Like it's, uh, and, and so, you know, I had a guy on here. I've had a lot of magicians on the show too. And I had uh, one on here that made me think, you know, he said the statement that made me think really big. He said, you know, you're right that everybody's practicing magic. Just everybody's doing it in their own way. They're either blessing or cursing themselves daily, but there are few practicing magicians and the practicing magicians of our world are running the show. And it should yeah. be the other way around. This stuff is your birthright. That's the way this stuff was born to you to to have a a healthy and happy life. And think about this too. He says, "Well, it's the promise of the pursuit of happiness." Now that's kind of always oh, thought about that. Why did they say that? The pursuit to make you have that um, carrot in front of the you know like think yeah, about so that. The original words in the Constitution. Uh, it was changed at the last moment was life, liberty, and the ownership of property. Um, those were the original words in that document. And it was understood back in the day <clears throat> that... Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You could not be happy without property because money is um, defined as a non-perishable form of trade, which represents stored value. Currency is the garbage in our pocket, which represents that money, but wealth, wealth can only come from the earth because wealth is what we need in this three-dimensional world. If you're going to burn food, uh, burn wood to cook your food, you need trees that comes from the earth. If you're going to eat shrimp, it comes from the ocean. Gold comes from the ground. Corn and wheat come from the earth. Um, that is where, that's where the rubber hits the road and people begin trading for the true resource that we need to survive. So it was, it was common knowledge with the magicians and practicing occultists that are our founding fathers um, 
that wealth was happiness and you could not be free. You got to be happy without freedom. You can't be free without your own property. That's why it was so important, so important that everyone own property and be able to develop the wealth from the land itself. Um, interesting. You know. Yeah, that's, that's very interesting. Yeah, because I would have to agree with that. I mean, and that's kind of, isn't that kind of what they based the Republic idea about, right? You know, you you couldn't vote unless you own property, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. And, you know, in the yeah, first, we just talked about this last night. It's amazing you're talking about this because the first presidents were called Democratic Republicans. And then that started, that, that divided, you know, these ideas started dividing and fighting against each other, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it is, um, you know, our, our, our entire nation our entire nation is predicated upon occultism and occultic energies. No one knows it. When I, when I tell people about these things, um, you know, cause I de-inculted Washington DC um, and it's, they don't realize it when you, when you tell the, you know, not to be divisive, but the normies, the sheeple, the sleepers, um, you know, and, and, and yeah, you got to love them. You got to wake them up. Uh, but when you tell them about this stuff, you get one or two reactions. Either they lean in and say, oh, tell me more, man. They get mad. Guy, I never thought of it that way. Or, or yeah, or they get mad and they think, and they, they, they turn, and they literally will turn 45 degrees from you and change the topic because, and, and it's like they, they look in the ether and they wait for a, for like a download. Um, <laughs> you know, they wait <laughs> to be re-downloaded because it's like they're glitching out and, and, and their, their, their programming is fighting against what you're telling them. Um, and that happens quite a bit as well. Uh, people don't want to think about these things because they've been conditioned to believe that it's all fake. It's all fantasy. And it's, it's the opposite, you know? The word myth, mythos, it means the truths. The Greek myths were the truths of the birth of our world and the birth of, our, of, you know, of, 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 of life. But they've taken the word myth and they've you know, done a 180 with it. And they did that with all knowledge. We've been given hollow, empty knowledge in place of the real, real knowledge that is taught in the halls of Yale, in the halls of Harvard, in these secret societies, in these families, these ancient families that still control the wealth and the power systems. You know, you know, um, Freemasonry is something that I, I've partaken in myself. I learned a lot. It helped me be a better person. It really did. But as I, I'm going to tell you guys something, as I started noticing, it's, how it was set up, you know, the first thing you start noticing is what the hell, like, man, our whole government is set up this way, right? And then you start yeah. noticing, you know, well, the tools and stuff. You say, well, okay, well, why is this kept so secret? And then you have these conversations. They say, well, back in the day, you know, if you talked about this stuff, uh, you would get killed. The church would kill you, this. And I say, I get that now, but we're not, we're not in that day anymore. It's t- it's time to reveal this stuff. So why are we still keeping these things secret? You know, you know, we we we, we live in a day and age where we've never had more information and knowledge at our fingertips for free. Do you know that you can go on to MIT right now and you can take every course for free online for free that they yeah. offer? You won't get a degree for it, but but that that knowledge can and will be yours. And at no time in the history of the human species. Have people watched more cat videos at the same time? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I, I don't know? mean to laugh, but it's true. Absolutely. <laughs> I know. So that's where we're at. You know, um, look at the generation. And I am. I'm, I'm going to pick on this generation coming up. They're staring at their phones. They won't read a book. 
You try to show them Pythagorean theorem or Fibonacci sequence in their own body and how they're put together on this beautiful grid and how it emulates nature. And they're like, uh, okay. And they, they turn on YouTube and they watch, you know, you know, something stupid, moronic. Mm. Um, people are conditioned. Uh, we're going to have to lose. We're going to have to lose the programming from birth. People are going to have to get out of there. Um, and once again, go back to the occult back in the day, they had scrying screens, right? They yep. look in and well, if you got a cell phone there, and it's off right now. Look at it. That black screen, it's a scrying screen, man. You can see whatever you want in there. You can hope whatever is going to pop up there next. You can give it your intentions and your thought. It's a scrying screen. Nothing's it's, changed. It's funny that the AI algorithms are actually showing you that, too. How many people have you heard say, man, I swear, I didn't type this in or anything. I was just talking about this the other day. I, was, I don't even think I was around a microphone. Now these ads are everywhere. Well, yeah. yeah, I get that, but the algorithms are, it's almost to me like, uh, <laughs> I know this sounds crazy, but it's almost to me like the tech itself is trying to merge with the cosmological principles of nature somehow and there, take over. There's no difference. There's no difference. It's the same thing. It is the same thing because all tech comes from the earth. It comes from nature right. and the knowledge to do it, I think. I think has bled over from the other side. I really do. Um, I think at one point people were conversing with entities on the other side, whatever dimension that may have been. I think they utilized ancient religions, demonology, um, whatever you want to call it to talk and commune and pull information through. And I think those entities on the other side dripped this information over the best they could until electricity was invented. People don't understand this, but the computer was invented by an occultist to talk to the dead people on the other side. That's why the computer was invented, okay? Babbage, right? Television was invented for much the same reason. They thought they could pull in um, entities in the air through the ether and, and, and put them onto the television, right? Every technological advance we've had during that time period, um, most, all those people were in the real society. Uh, they were uh, theosophists. They were all occultists. Mm-hmm. Look at NASA. We're reaching to the stars. It's, it's all occultists. It's all Nazi occultists, you know? There's no difference between science and the occult. They go hand in hand. And we're pulling these resources and these wires and these precious metals out of the earth, and we're constructing uh, instruments and tools with them. Now it looks like the laptop in front of me as opposed to a scrying mirror back in the day that I would, you know, do. And we're, and we're pulling more information than ever from the other side. I think CERN, I really think CERN is what the Bible mentions as the abyss, as the door is going to open. I think something is going on there. I think they're pulling stuff through. And I think all of that information to build that, what they call as a hydron collider, I think that came from the other side. Well, that is the largest, the absolute largest, um, thing ever built on earth in the history of the human species. It's 11 miles around. It's a collaboration of how many countries tell me the last time all these countries got together and did anything collaboratively without fighting. And then they put a big old goddess or God of, of, of uh, Shiva in front of it. Mm-hmm. And um, 
they <laughs> that's not there for no reason right you know? and they christian it with this with this dance of shiva as they're opening up and they have it just gets crazier and crazier well um, you, if you look at the chart too i was just looking at this on one of uh david griffin's videos but there's a chart out there of the progression of technology and all uh, all you got to do is look at the years that uh crowley was alive and parsons and all that just look at it and really uh-huh. understand Crowley's story and what he did in Egypt when he merged with Rose, uh, which is, was his female counterpart, to channel a being called Iowas. Now, when that happened, yeah. the chart turns almost a 90-degree angle of progression in technology. Sure. And it ain't stopped since. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that's a coincidence or it's not, but you have to look at all the factors um and that's what we i think we just don't look at because people go man that's just a coincidence you're putting stuff together in your head just like that gematria thing okay well let's use science what does science do if you just start adding up enough you just look at everything and say eventually if you get enough synchronicities it's not a coincidence anymore or if you get enough things that point to the same thing like in numbers it's not a coincidence anymore it's a certain type of energy that's being used yeah yeah, and I wanted yeah. to yeah, I wanted to talk to you about that. We do got to take our break here. Look, I know uh, a few people tried to call in, and I know what order you called in. If you got any questions or statements you want to ask Corey, you can. It's one eight hundred five eight eight zero three three five. Also, uh, also you can dial five zero one four two four fifty one thirty. We'll be right back right after these messages. You're listening to Lighting the Void. The call-in number is 1-800-588-0335. If you would like to text, you can text in at 501 If you are interested in occult subjects, psychic abilities, symbols, tarot, witchcraft, magic, or anything similarly related, my book Occult Arcana will provide you with a truly objective overview of these topics and more. Written in anything but modern language, Occult Arcana was compiled to help researchers balance their quest for a better understanding of the meanings of and in such studies. Occult Arcana is available in softcover and digital form from www.thesecretteachings.info. All copies can also be autographed if requested. That's Occult Arcana from www.thesecretteachings.info. AncientLifeOil.com. For your CBD needs, just remember, AncientLifeOil.com. What does it do for the body, you ask? I can't say to the people in the suits that run the industry. Big Farm is all over CBD because of its H-E, well, you know what I mean. Research the benefits of CBD on Google and come back to ancientlifeoil.com and purchase your CBD today. Non-GMO and all organic. You don't want to be using a petroleum product. You want to be using the cleanest CBD product on the market. Ancientlifeoil.com. We even have CBD for your pet. Help your pet's discomfort. Help your discomfort. Log on to ancientlifeoil.com. That's ancientlifeoil.com. Newly reduced prices to pass off the savings to the most important person, you. Ancientlifeoil.com. And one more thing. We have topicals, too. 
So if you have joint pain and some different issues that are going on in your body, you might want to use the topical. Think about it. AncientLifeOil.com. Did you know that qualified patients can access medical cannabis in all 50 states? Innocence is a medical cannabis collective that helps patients in all 50 states gain access to cannabis medication. Innocence does this with a streamlined process and strict compliance with the Compassionate Use Act of 1996, the Affordable Care Act, and the U.S. Constitution. It is important for each patient to understand the legalities involved, the costs, and the benefits of cannabis medication. Through truth, legalization, and education, the medical benefits of cannabis will supplant recreational perceptions and the real vision for change will be realized let the people and their personal doctors take control of their medical cannabis decisions before the greed of big business takes over the tipping point for change is today and CannaSense is ready to lead the charge and enable legal access for all qualified patients to medical cannabis through its proven system for more information go to the friends.fm forward slash care or click the banner on the website today Hey, Fringe FM listeners, did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or no Wi-Fi available, you can still listen to every minute of the Fringe FM by calling 701-719-3971. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. Saves your data plan and no extra cost if you have unlimited minutes. Call 701-719-3971. That's 701-719-3971. Listen to the Fringe FM on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Come, walk through the mossy creek and up the hill. Never mind the flashing lights and otherworldly shadows. They stay hidden within the trees. Come, step up to the shack and begin your journey to the answers that you seek. This is Lady Anne, and you are listening to Lighting the Void on the Fringe. You are listening to the Fringe FM, and I'm Michael Deacon reminding you, you can find my show right here on the Fringe FM every Sunday night at 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 12 p.m. Eastern Time, or by going to michaeldeacon.com. The choice is yours. I think by now we can get the information. I love magic, and I'm lighting the void each and every week. You will get to hear shows about magic, mysticism, and many other subjects that stretch your mind and imagination. So when I got my mind on the magic and the magic on my mind, I listened to Lighting the Void on the Fringe FM. It's magic. You're wondering what we're going to do to you, aren't you? toll-free from the United States or Canada. Welcome back to Lighting the Void. We are live on the Fringe FM tonight. We're here with Corey Daniels, the Phoenix Enigma.com. That's the website you're going to want to use for reference or de-occulting the occult or de-occulting things tonight. And I think for the first time, I kind of understand what that phrase actually means. I always thought, and this is something that Corey taught me tonight, that de-occulting meant, uh, I don't know, de-magicking things. But 
it is in a way. It's more like understanding the real truth of what's going on when it comes to this stuff and what's going on behind the scenes. And it's been pretty fascinating so far. You can call in if you need to and you want to ask a question. I want to hear your questions about this. They're important. 1-800-588-0335 or 501-424-5130. And it looks like uh, we got Josh on the line. Josh, what's going on, brother? Hey, Joe. Hey, Corey. How y'all doing? Doing good. Good evening, man. Great. Yeah, I've really been enjoying the the chat here. I had first was going to call because you were talking about the Vegas thing, and it made me think about the stuff I heard on the or read on the Secret Sun thing about. Um, there's just a whole bunch of stuff there, but some of the stuff you guys were saying later on actually is kind of more what I wanted to ask Corey's thoughts on and stuff. But even just what you just said, Joe, um, about deoculting. Corey, would you say that like deoculting is kind of just like dropping the the veils, sort of? Yeah, it's um, it, it, it's getting into it's it's like if you would if you're a really good cook and you go in there and you taste the soup and you say it's got a little bit of tarragon in it, it's got some cream in it, it's got some anchovy, whatever. You're you're pulling it apart and and and, 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 and uh, reverse engineering how it was put together from the beginning to get to where you're at. Um, it, it, it is. And in, in that process, you do drop that veil and you educate people, um, people that aren't into what these topics that, 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 that people like us study our entire lives. They just have no do uh, clue. They, they think it's fiction and you're educating them and, and, and showing them that the Vegas shooting was a ritual. It was a public sacrifice. 9-11 was a paradigm shift in the, in the whole, uh, evolution of humanity or at least the infrastructure that that they're trying to push yeah so that's that's really great that was one of the things that i was thinking about was just the idea of uh you know even the word disillusionment you don't necessarily have to take that in a negative context right you're dispelling the illusions but you can still be enchanted by everything in, a, in another sense right it just doesn't necessarily have the same power over you because you can see it for what it is right so yeah, i think that that's yeah. really great i i think that's super great and one of the things that uh you had mentioned you know first you were, well at one point you were talking about money and i thought that's one of the things that to me i read this burroughs thing william burroughs which is you know he's kind of a more fiction writer but he wrote this thing about the Mayans and how they had such an advanced calendar and just the fact that the astrological, um, mm-hmm. no, I'm sorry, astronomical significance of the calendar could establish power over people. So they could say, you've made us, us angry. So in a sense, like, uh, if there was an eclipse or something, you'd say like, I'm going to black out the sun and that would give all of the people, uh, kind of a reasoning for why you have this power that you might not actually have, right? And I think that that's one of the things is there's there are powers that we don't understand, but there's also the occult knowledge, right? The inner sanctum has been reserved for positions of power and privilege for such a long period of time, and it's been used to justify power. So, for instance, like I've heard things like, um, you know, the earth is on a 33 degree axial. I don't know if that's actually true, but, uh, you know, is that a correlation to masonry or anything like that? Um, the, the positioning of the earth and the solar system, um, 
there, there's a lot of numerology um, in that as well. Um, 72 factors quite heavily into that. Um, pretty much we are 72, uh, 72, the number 72 is huge. I find that in, okay. in ritual after ritual, after ritual, public rituals. Um, um, and 70, 72 would be 72 would be 24 times three, which would be three sixes as well. Right. But it, it all goes simplified down, down into nine, though. Nine, exactly. Yeah. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Which is the yeah. number of a man, right? Sure. Number of a man. It's also the number of the, the, the uh, yes, saw the sphere formation. It's the unconscious uh, realm, the dream world. You know, uh, yeah. it's where all the power is. Yeah, 72 is, is an extremely powerful number. It's... um. It represents the number of the earth. 72 is the equals 72 years is one degree of procession. And that's the time frame that we're locked into. The average human life is 72 years. Uh, the average human heartbeat is 72 beats per minute. Uh, the, the duration of a human uh, oval is 72 hours. Um, got what else? Room temperature, 72 degrees. That's where we're most comfortable at. The average human body, 70% water. Zodiac has 12 constellations and 72 secondary constellations. Um, it's in everything um, all the way down. And it, it, it's in the big stuff that governs our planet as well as the human condition living on the planet. And you see it scripted into, um, um, well, I, I believe it was scripted into the, uh, into the Vegas shooting. I think I found it there actually quite, um, I think I wrote it well, down there's here. actually a lot of there's a, there's a lot of twenty sevens involved in that too. Like if you look at the uh, there's the Chris Knowles stuff about the Song of the Siren, which is uh, uh, there's some weird connections to Chris Cornell and stuff, um, and the woman who wrote who is in a band called the Cocktail Twins, right? I know, okay. but her album was basically like released twenty seven years to the day before that. So twenty seven. The reversal of seventy-two, sure. if you you know, if you just flip the numbers, right? So that's that's just that's really interesting because I listened to a whole podcast about basically mm -hmm. the opposite, which was the twenty-seven part. So that's really interesting to hear all this about the seventy-two. And when you said the uh, the ascension, or I'm sorry, the 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 uh, movement of like the planets, um, what is it called? The progression, right? Uh, so yeah. you know, Pro eventually, procession, yeah. It's uh, that's Perfect. the advance yeah, exactly. the wobble of the wobble of the earth that is off its axis. Can you say that again, Corey? When, uh, Sorry. The, oh yeah, the uh, procession um, is 
the wobble of the earth due to its tilt off its axis. And go. it's one degree every 72 years. And that eventually causes the constellations to shift, right? Uh, so, that, I mean, that's my understanding from this one yes. time I went to the Rosicrucian Museum that, you know, like we're now, are we still in Pisces and we're just on the verge of Aquarius? So I thought that was one of the most interesting things that you had brought up is that there's kind of these cycles, these inner looping cycles. And uh, you can kind of ride the waves of that because that's something that I'm realizing more and more is that uh, you kind of see the same things happening over and over again. Like uh, yeah, Jim uh, go writes about that a lot. There is. Um, what fascinates me is the, is the physical connection between the numbers and, and, and the planets, like we're talking about now. 72 times 12 is 864. The sun is 864,000 miles diameter. Eight, 864 is the number of the, the sun. So, you know, the 12 constellations. Oh, yeah. It's, it, it's all, it's like it's a machine that was built. It's almost like it was built, the whole damn thing. Um, it's fascinating. Well, 864 divided by eight is 108 as well, which is like a number that's pretty sacred to the Buddhists on the prayer, their prayer beads and stuff like that. That's the number of the moon, if I'm not mistaken, is it not? Well, I eight, wouldn't know that. That's, eight, a joke, that's a joke question. What number? Uh, 108. Yeah, it goes to nine again. And simple yeah. gematria, there's different forms of gematria you got to understand, too. Simple gematria, the powers are always go simplified down from zero to ten, right? So if you look in the Bible, it's 144, that's nine. 243 fish, that's nine. 666, the number of a man, the 666 is 18. Eight plus one is nine. Nine, 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 nine. That's the sphere of your soul. That's the subconscious realm. It's also the realm wow. of formation. So what, when they stack the magic, if they can use gematria, numerology, astrology, every side of magic to it and make it all point to the same thing, that's how they do it. Yeah. It's pretty holographic. That's right. It's telegraphic. The last too. thing I just... I'm going to hop off real quick after this, but I just wanted to say one last thing. When you were talking about the the founding fathers, it made me think of the, um, what is it called? The apotheosis of Washington, which is this thing that's in the U S Capitol building. Are you familiar with that? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's the fact that, you know, we live in a country where a lot of people say, you know, America is a Christian country, but you know, most of the founding fathers were deists. Right. And yes. the fact that there's this very obvious occultation of Washington in the Washington Monument is just a pretty striking thing. Whether you think it's good or bad or whatever, it's definitely there. You can't argue that, right? So, anyway. No, you can't. Um, He's, he I was, really appreciate it. Yeah, to answer your quote real quick, uh, George Washington was deified um, in the Capitol. Yeah. And there's the painting of him on the rainbow above. And I believe on the basement under there is where they had the tomb of him for a while. It was as above, so below. The QS Capitol was built with sacred geometry and the resonance of the frequency of anything spoken in that building um, uh, is conducive to higher thinking. It's actually, and there's a gentleman, I forget his name now, I read it years ago. He wrote an entire book on the construction of that very building and uh, the, the physics involved with, with the architecture. It was, it was a fascinating read. So wow, that's, that's awesome. I'll have to look into that. Yeah, um, I, I yeah. one time I was 
standing at a in a, at a spot at the city hall and where I used to live in Oakland, right? And there's this black spot on this uh, on this kind of lectern podium area, and if you speak, it projects everywhere. It's totally crazy how resonant it is, and you can just hear yourself uh, amplified five times. So it's just really interesting that you know that whole building might be dealing with something on an even higher level than that. What you're talking sure. about at the Capitol. So, yeah, I'll have to look into that. Thank you so much for everything. I really appreciate uh, your thoughts and for kind of cracking open that whole that 864 thing. That's really in the 72. It's really super interesting yeah. stuff. Thank you. Yeah, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. Thank Thanks, you so much uh, for calling in. You know, I, like when they do the, you see the Church of Satan or was Anton LaVey or whatever they whatever they do, you know, they, they mess around with that, the Shimham Faresh and they, they talk about how important it is. And, you know, even the people that are dabbling and that's another thing too, I wanted to talk to you about, um, Corey is when you dabble, I don't know if you're there, are you there? Yes, sir. Okay. When you dabble, there are people that dabble that don't, they don't know what they're dealing with. They have, yeah. they, they want to try something and this is kind of why when Crowley broke away from the Golden Dawn and just kind of did his own thing, really upset a lot of people because uh, he would just push you into things so fast, uh, even uh, Goetia, right? And, mm -hmm. you know, what people would say, well, you know, my truth is your truth and your truth. Okay, I get all that. But what you're talking about is perception. We're talking about cosmological forces that have never gone. And as long as they get you... They've always been there. You know, the whole Ecclesiastes book that says, you know, there's no, there's nothing new under the sun. That's real. There's some stuff that just never changes. That's right. That's and they right. want you to believe that it's all about what you think and what you believe while they're using the forces that never change. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's hilarious how everyone, when you go to have a debate or a conversation with someone, and I'm a, I'm a professional guide. Um, I take people on anywhere from four to eight hour, 12 hour tours a day. I just got back from a three week tour actually, not too long ago. Um, and you spend a lot of time conversing with people, talking, you learn to listen, you learn to um, find common ground and move conversations forward. And it's, it really is a skill and I've been doing it for 10 years now. Um, it goes hand in hand with doing radio and, and, and convincing people of other stuff, but I found in all my, all my years of guiding, a lot of people think they know um, when in fact they don't know. They have a belief. They have a belief, and that belief has required faith. Um, you know, and uh, it's uh, like the evolutionists, for instance. The evolutionists um, believe that anyone who believes in religion, and re religion is science and science and religion are physics. And you and I know that because we're occultists, yeah. but uh, most people separate the two and they make them diametric, you know, opposed and uh, they stand their ground and they fight to the death on it. Um, when in actuality, um, you know, evolution is a religion because science, they, they pride themselves on their science and science is observation, measurement and reproducibility. And people don't realize that if you're going to prove evolution right, if you're going to prove your case and make this debate and win this debate, you don't just have evolution. You have the, you have the origin of the universe, right? You have 
stellar evolution you have to contend with, chemical evolution you have to contend with, microevolution, macroevolution, and then the origin of life. All six of those must be satisfied in order to prove evolution uh, correct. And nobody has ever seen the Big Bang. We never saw it blow up. They've never measured it, and they sure as hell have never reproduced it. And if you believe in the Big Bang, you believe in something without proof or evidence. And that is called a religion. That is called faith. We cannot, we cannot, um, um, uh, we, we've never seen a star blow up, nor have we formed a star, nor have we measured a star blowing up, nor have we reproduced it. Yet they think that stars are produced by gravity and stardust smushing together, and then they explode, and they cause more things to happen and solar system to form. No one knows. If you believe that, that is your religion, you know? Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's Don't like we it. can explain everything, too, if you just give us this one miracle, right? Well, what's that? Well, the Big Bang. Yeah. Uh, okay, so you got everything else explained. Uh, and it's funny, I talked to a Wall Thornhill, who's the electric universe guy, right? And uh, it's a fascinating conversation. You know, those guys don't try to explain what they don't know or, or try to push it as truth. I, you know, because I did. I made it a point to ask him. I said, hey, where does all this energy that you're talking about come from? And he said, well, we don't try to explain what's unexplainable, you know. And I was like, well, that's a little bit different from science. They want me to believe everything is, you know, they, they say as long as we can have this one miracle. Yeah, that's actually quite re- refreshing to have someone attempting to get to the answer without, you know, scripting an entire narrative based on faith or, or around it. I, uh, <laughs> it's actually kind of, yeah, it's nice, right? Scripted. Yeah. Yeah. So what, it, so tell me a little bit about, so that we under, so now we got this idea that, okay, there are these truths that don't go away and they're based on things like number and other things that you've talked about. What? is going on right now let's bring it to the now okay with things like shootings things uh like the epstein stuff what's going on there in phoenix what do you believe is the biggest atrocity right now that's going on right under our noses oh god in terms of events um you know i don't know um i can look at these individual pockets of chaos um, I see concurrent operations running. Um, I don't think they said, hey, let's pull off this Vegas shooting with one goal in mind. I think it was, well, I know it was an arms deal gone bad. Um, I know Stephen Paddock was part of the Fast and Furious project. I know he was running guns for the FBI. Um, I know that he had connections to the Philippines, and that girlfriend of his was actually another um, agent they were moving uh, funds to, uh, to hook, hook stuff up. She had connections in Australia, which the CIA is huge in, right? So you got all this stuff going on and, you know, they look at the whole operation and it goes bad. Um, it was, it was a whole arms deal bust thing that totally got screwed up and they covered up. And I think someone said, Hey, let's go ahead and use this now to, um, you know, maybe um, push gun control. You know, that's always, I mean, that's the go-to. Whenever there's a shooting, push gun control. Um, that's like hands down. I'm, the conservatives are right there. They're absolutely right. When you, when you don't have your firearms, you're not a free people, right? You're just not. And I have people call me every single day from the UK, from Europe, and they say, never, ever give up your guns. Don't ever give up your guns because that's nice. where it went bad here. 
Um, so that's always on the agenda. I'll tell you what else is on the agenda, man. Fear. Perpetual fear. That was one of the biggest events to ever go down. And after um, Vegas, you realize that you could be at a concert in the middle of the desert somewhere and get mowed down with a machine gun. Um, you know, you go to a mall then a truck rams the door and starts running people over. You know, it is constant perpetual fear. They want to keep you in constant fear to vote away your freedoms. I think that's huge. I, I, I think that's a big part of it. I really do. I think that there is blood that must be spilled for sacrifices as well. I think they roll the two in together. You know, that's the thing I'm really, that I'm really looking into now because it used to be, we can't. Okay. So th- this is where I'm at with that. Um, yeah. I get that some people don't want to. Oh, God, I got some sound issues going on here. Hold on. No, you, gremlins. All right. So we can't look at uh, something like child sacrifice, right? Mm-hmm. And say, well, This is so hard to say. We can't look at something like that and say, well, that's um, that's not happening. Or it is happening, but I'm going to bury my head in the sand because there's really nothing I can do about it anyways, and I hope the police and the government and everybody catches these people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We can't do that anymore. No. I, mean, I don't feel like it's 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 not only not right, it's not conducive to the human spirit what i mean by that is i believe in like natural law the human spirit and if it doesn't feel right to your spirit there's probably a reason for it you know and it that does not feel right to me we should be able just like when we protect the things that we love like our own children or our own pets or whatever we need to be able to do that for everyone because there's people out there that have nobody to protect them from the abuse or sacrifice or whatever it is and to stand by and just let it happen or bury your head in the sand so because you don't want to get out of your comfort zone whether you like it or not in my mind that's pretty evil yeah uh you know it's you're right you're right um and and a lot of it is as well that they can't that they've been conditioned their entire lives to be consumers they're overweight I'm telling you, a lot of people are overweight. A lot of people eat garbage. A lot of people poison their mind. A lot of people have no gods of their own. They have no heroes, real heroes. It used to be we got around a campfire and we stood out there and we watched the embers glowing and the magic of the fire and heard stories of our creation and heroes that came down and saved our tribes. We don't do that anymore. You know, people started to lose their way. So Hollywood started making new heroes, Spider-Man and Batman and and the Green Lantern, and those are the heroes now. And they're peppered in with all kinds of, of social garbage and social conditioning, right? People don't have that fight and that drive. People don't go without anymore. I take, I take one cold shower a week, one cold shower a week just to keep it going, you know? I eat food I don't like sometimes on purpose just because, you know, well, you shouldn't, life shouldn't always be that easy. You go out there and you sweat every day. You go to the gym, Um You make sure you're at the best that you can be and you keep your mind sharp and you read books and you understand what's going on around you, the best of your ability. And you don't waste your precious time on garbage, throw away your damn television, throw it away out the window, take it in the desert and shoot it with a new gun that you just purchased. And you will be light years beyond anyone else in your quest for freedom. That's where freedom begins. It begins with your family, you know, and people aren't living like that anymore. 
They're consuming garbage, mental garbage and food garbage and spiritual garbage. They don't have, I have no problem with Christians who have faith because they're strong people with a faith and it, it, it drives them to action. Right. Um, it drives them to be better in their community. It drives them to feed people. You know, it drives them to, to, to make a difference. Um, and when you see people choosing not to get involved with, I don't know, kids being raped and murdered, kids being kidnapped over in Haiti and sold into sex slave programs or harvested for their organs because black organs transfer better than Caucasian organs, right? I mean, mm. why do you think, why do you think Clinton Foundation has been in Haiti for so long? Why do you think three people have been murdered trying to blow that thing wide open? Why do you think that uh, people always go to third world nations and start having these save the kids foundations going on and then they start disappearing? Well, it's because they're going into the organ markets, the sex slavery markets. They're being sacrificed. That's what's going on. Everyone knows it. No one talks about it. And those that do, they wind up getting whacked, you know, um, and people would rather say, you know, we just just we're just going to elect. We're just going to elect some good people. We're going to go there once once every four years and elect a president and once every, you know, a couple of years, two years and elect our congressman and they're going to take care of it for us. And I've, you know, they can wash their hands. Their conscience is clean. That's all they can do because they got to pay the insurance and take the kids to soccer practice and make sure the lawn's mowed. You know, yeah, that's the problem. That's, that's, that's the problem, Joe, right there, man. Yeah. And it's yeah. almost like, uh, this is the way I look at it too. Sometimes um, you got this idea of freedom and you hear that touted a lot. Uh, we're, we're in the, we're the best country in the world. We're free. We're, you know, you should love this. And I'm like, look, I, have you ever been to a farm, right? You've been to a farm where, where you have a cattle and you got a lot of cattle out there and they got tons of water. You, there's a pond or Creek they can drink out of, uh, you know, they got plenty to graze on, but they also got a fence around them and they have the idea of freedom that they can come and go as they please and do things that's natural to their spirit. But they ain't free. And as long as they keep you thinking that, that's what that's how it's going to be. And that fence gets smaller and the herd gets bigger. And then every now and then you got to sacrifice one, you know, so you can eat and do whatever. It's it's a very simple, actually a very simple idea that happens to humans. Yeah. And it's regulated. Just that word regulated ought to tell you something. Yeah, I um I cowboyed for five years in Western Arizona for the bar. So you've seen some stuff then. Yeah. You know, I've seen some stuff. Yeah, sir. And, um, I, you, you, you have plenty of time to contemplate this kind of stuff when you're following cattle through the desert. And when you're mending fence line, riding fence line for three days, I've been there, I've done that. And you're absolutely right. And you start to look at society like those cattle and the ones that, that are, that are trying to break bad, you know, the flankers pull them back in. And those are the cops and those are the laws. Those are the statutes, you know, you mentioned freedom. Um, remember the, um, Oh, the, um, um, the, the pledge of allegiance. Yeah. Well, the fall, the, the, the last line in there is with Liberty and justice for all. Right. Lucky land casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha. In my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No 
purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Liberty, sir, is not freedom. When a Navy boat comes in to dock, the sailors are granted. Are they granted freedom or are they granted, granted liberty? <laughs> I see what you're saying. Yeah. Well, liberty, liberty is owned property, which is granted a certain amount of, of, of freedom. You're not free. You're property of the U S government granted liberty for X amount of days. Yeah. Even in our pledge of allegiance, we're alleging, we are allying ourselves with somebody that is giving us liberty, not freedom. And we make kids say it every single day for 12 years until it pounds into the subconscious and then they go and they get a great job and a 30 year mortgage and perpetuate the machine. Right. And if they ever speak up to something that's not conducive with their spirit, Hey, I got a question. This don't make sense to me. Somebody be like, what? You don't love your country. <laughs> what are you? Some kind of uh, anti-patriot. Oh, and, and then they, you know, they shrug and go, Oh, I don't want to be that for sure. I'll go yeah. back to my stable. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I see what you're saying. Like I respect, I respect a lot of people that, that get disrespected. Uh, like when you were talking about Christianity, people used to think I was anti-Christian too. And I'm definitely not, you know, they're hovering around the doorway. They feel something that's, I guess, conducive to their spirit. And if they figure it out that they, they do or they don't, but at least they're there, right? At least they're trying to love other people besides themselves. <laughs> At least they've put in the time. They sat down and they read a book and they tried to understand it and they put it together with all their filters that they've been through and their memories and, and what they know to be true. And they've thought about a couple of ways and said, you know, I get behind this, but not this. And I think I'm going to dedicate myself to something. There's so many people out there that don't dedicate themselves to anything. And it's sad. It's sad. And, um, you know, I, like I said, I'm a, I'm a guide. And I talk to people from all over the world every week. And I don't know how many Canadian listeners we have here. Um, and I'm not going to be dumping on Canadians. I don't want to make it something divisive. But Canada has a very high secular rate uh, where they don't believe in anything. It's, I mean, they have been culturally conditioned to believe in science and um, the lack, the absolute, absolute polar opposite of religion. And if um, there's, you know, if you talk to Canadians generally and, and tell them that you believe in creation or whatever, um, they think you're talking about the Bible and, and they actually, you know, instantaneously think mm. that you're just an idiot, that you're um, some religious zealot who believes in a, in a guy on a cloud pointing his finger down, making things happen. Um, they don't stop long enough to think that creation could be an extraterrestrial race. Creation could be a computer simulation. Creation could be a manifestation of a thought form from something we have no idea in a vibrational state that resonates to where we're experiencing it now. You know, um, they've really boxed themselves in and they've adopted the science or the religion of scientism. And that's a very scary religion and it's taking over. 
It's taking over uh, Western European nations, New Zealand, Australia, Europe, Canada. America's the last to hold out. Those other countries are pretty well, pretty well down that path already. And that was culturally done. It was done through propaganda. It was done through the school system. It was done through Pavlovian training. Um, and that is another aspect of getting people further away from the occult, the occultic knowledge, because there's so much occultism and knowledge wrapped up in Christianity. You know, people don't think about it. And oh, I have yeah. conversations with all, with all my Christian friends, you know, and I say, do you guys realize that the sun, the S O N of God is the S U N and it travels. All right. For 30 days, approximately, you know, through the sky. And it spends three days transitioning from one constellation to another constellation before it was born again to the new constellation. And the SON lived for 30 years and spent three years working his ministry to where he was died and he was born again three days later. Here in Arizona, the sun drops 28.6 degrees to the south every winter, right? December 21st, it is 28.6 degrees to the south of six degrees off center, June 21st, okay? When it moves to the southern sky, there's only one constellation down there in the southern sky. That's the Southern Cross, where it sits for three days, the 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. Now, the 25th, the sun, the S-U-N, is reborn and begins moving back up again to the high point in the sky to June 21st. Well, that just so happens to be the day the S-O-N is born again on Christmas Day, December 25th. Now, you tell a Christian that, and you watch their eyes kind of start to glaze over and the wheels start turning, and you'll get one of two reactions. They'll either not want to talk to you, and they think that you're some kind of devil trying to you know, get them off their, off their faith. Or um, I have them say, well, yeah, you know, it says in the Bible that um, the Lord declareth his, uh, his miracles in the heavens, his works in the heavens. And, and, and God gave us the similitude of the life of Christ in the stars that, that we would know the life of Christ. So they see it as more evidence that God created the world and gave us Jesus Christ, yada, yada, yada. As an occultist, you know, I, I, I take a little more occultic lean on it. And I say that <laughs> the story of Christ is another story um, that paralleled the ancient knowledge of the movement of the planets and the solar system. And these are allegories and stories that have been passed on generation, generationally before people knew how to read. And we had stories, you know. Yeah, well, that's why he spoke. You know, that's why he spoke in parables. I, I do believe that um, if you look at it from a magical point of view, what did what did Christ really do? They wanted us to. They want us to believe that he came here so that we can idolize him and worship him and all that stuff, right? And I get that. And through his own sacrifice, um, that that we're saved. Now, let's say for just thinking out loud here let's say that christ was a magician okay then he came he learned all this secret knowledge delivered his ministry spoken like parables nursery rhymes and stuff so people could understand the fundamental principles and his disciples could understand the mysteries 
but let's say he was a magician and he did do this and he said and he quoted you know this is not my law but yours now why would he have to go through our law that we created and sacrifice himself to change that and yeah, if we not. didn't have any power And, and that's the thing. It's like, it, to me, it feels like that story, the literal story, it is a, uh, a being that came here, I guess, spiritually, whatever you want to call it, and said, man, they have no idea what they're doing. Forgive them, mm-hmm. for they know not what they do, right? They have no mm-hmm. idea how much they're cursing themselves and all these scribes and Pharisees, people that write laws and religions and stuff and enforce them, you know, are the harbingers of hell, he said. And I'm going to have to do something to change that law. So at the time, what were they doing? Putting animals up on altars, sacrificing the lamb, yeah. et cetera. So mm-hmm. if he sacrificed himself, which is the ultimate sacrifice, which sounds crazy, right? Why would you do that? You know, um, then he, you know, they believe that they believe that his love changed things. And now that they're not under anybody's power and they can all go to him and not, you know, if, you can have your own judgments about that, but at least they're devoted to something like that. There's no problem absolutely. with, I have no problems with it. Oh, absolutely not. You know, I, as an occultist, I tell people, they say, what, what book should I read to learn about the occult? I tell everybody, read the Bible for the love of God, read the Bible and understand that book first. You will find more occultism, more numerology, more gematria, more science in that book. Um, than you'll find in any occultic book out there, hands down. Um, you know, people don't realize that the Bible's called the book of life, you know, and it's made up of the Old Testament and the New Testament, and it's held together with the four Gospels. And in that book are the instructions for how to live. You can give that book to uh, a person that can read, and they can read those parables, and, and the whole town can know how to be a good person, and, and all the lessons you need to be to to maintain a civil uh, society, a community, a civilization where people can have economies and flourish, and and live in harmony and peace, and uh, work work the ground to extract wealth from, so we can continue as a species. Okay, you can give that same book to a farmer or a rancher, and he can read. In Leviticus, how not to mix the breeds of his cattle and why not to mix them because they'll grow weaker. You can learn about the uh, the uh, how the how the water evaporates off the oceans and carries inland and rains back down and it, it's cyclical. Teach about weather, right? You know all that stuff. You can give that same book to a king, and he can learn and read those lessons in there about how to be a wise, just king and protect your people and the boundaries that you keep with the neighboring. Uh, kings and how to deal with them and how to deal with your own people, you know? Um, and I believe you can put that same book in the hands of somebody at MIT and run it through a computer and pull out algorithms that will begin to decipher um, more keys to our known universe eventually. I think people are digging in the coding of that book, and they're pulling out. I think the Bible unfolds itself. It's written multidimensionally, all right? Uh, Hebrew is a multidimensional language. You have the letter itself that you're reading. You have the gematri behind it, which is the number assigned to those letters, right? Like the word for mother is 40, and the word for father is four, and the word for child is 44. So you have a numerical um, um, uh, equivalent 
in the word while you're reading it. But a lot of people don't know that if you take that Hebrew letter and, 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 and speak it through a tube onto a glass of sand or water, that sand will form the shape of the letter used to represent that sound. Hmm. Okay. Hebrew is written vibrationally as well as numerically and, and alpha, 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 alphabetically. When yep. the Lord spoke the world into existence, the Jews really believe we are living a vibrational frequency, a manifestation of that. He literally spoke it. When you're saying abracadabra, so make it be, when I am speaking to you and in changing your thought form and convincing you of something, and now my work doubles because you're in league with me, working towards the same goal, that is magic. That is magic. Speech is magic. Rhetoric is magic. And to keep that knowledge into a book that you can give to somebody and to read out over and over, and then and then just like any other scientific system, you have two people going and they begin resonating. And then you get 10 people in there and they begin oscillating. And now what do you have? You have a system of vibration just like a witch coven. Energetically speaking, that's what a church is. Everybody's synced up, sync, uh, thinking in synchronicity with a thought form, holding that same thought form. That's why religions use imagery. The same reason witches use imagery in meditation, right? It's the same thing. It's identical. Now, get back to the Bible real quick. You, the Bible is the book of life, which gives all instructions for our species. If you read it and if you know, and any, any the, 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 theologian will tell you that. It's also a similitude. Old Testament, New Testament held together with the four Gospels. Your DNA strand is two strands of starch held together with four mononucleotides. The Bible is a macrocosm for the book of life that is your DNA that reproduces itself inside of you, which gives your body the instructions to replicate as well. There, are, there is knowledge in that book that is so esoteric and so deep and will do a 180 on anybody. But I encourage occultists to read that book and understand what they're reading from a scientific occultic standpoint. If you find faith along the way, good for you. Be a better person. If you don't, add it to your arsenal of information and go forth and be a better person. That's what I recommend as an occultist. Yeah, and they got a lot of books in there, too, that they don't really tell you why they're in there, like the Book of Psalms. That prayer book is powerful. It's super powerful. And if you uh, look at any of... uh, uh, even voodoo and hoodoo. Why, why do they? Why do you think they use the Book of Psalms? Because it works. Now, it if works. they're using it for the right or wrong reasons, I mean that's on that's all them. That's a, I'm not here to judge them. But the fact is, is a lot of occultists use the Book of Psalms, and a lot of different systems do, especially like hoodoo, because it works uh, and it's some deep deep magic. Uh, I yeah. don't know any time that I've ever actually used a prayer in Psalms that it hasn't worked when I knew what the prayer was really for. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I yeah. there's some deep stuff there. You know, Manly P Hall talked about that too. He said there's seven different interpretations of the Bible. Everybody thinks they understand like the one interpretation, but there's seven keys to this thing and it all tells, and that's how powerful these cosmic truths are, not your truth and my truth that, that to me, that's perception. Right. But you know, what's the what's the first words of the Bible? Genesis one one. Everyone knows this one. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Right. 
we know, we know now, it's been verified, the best of our scientific ability, that space, time, and matter all came into existence simultaneously. They call it the continuum, right? You cannot have time without space and matter. You cannot have matter without space and time, and you can't have that one without the other two. It's like the, um, it's like a cell, irreducible complexity, right? There is no way to prove how a cell evolved, period, hands down. Any biologist will tell you that, biology 101. We don't know how a cell evolved because it requires every single part in that cell, right, to be there at the same time. We don't know how it happened. Well, the continuum is the same way, space, time, and matter. In the very, very first words of the Bible, in the beginning, time, God created the heavens, space, and the earth, matter. The continuum is in the very first line. And I find that fascinating, regardless of your faith or religion. That's some fascinating stuff right there. Yeah, that is pretty it, it is. It is pretty true, too. And, the, you know, Kabbalah is like in everything, too. And they, they you can see that you can interpret that Kabbalistically. I, I look at a lot of uh, Gnostic texts, too, for that reason, because there's some deep, I mean, deep mysteries in there. But one thing that I have learned, and you brought this up earlier, is, and it's very humbling, right? It's like, okay, the more I'm learning, the more I realize I don't know as much as I think I do. That's the thing yeah. to me. It's like, man, I just, it's just another door opens and another. And you're, and I think how big is this? Does it stop somewhere? And, uh, then you go and you try to talk about this stuff to certain people. And it's, it's not like I have this issue, man, where I well, I'll get to talking to people and they feel as if I'm talking down to them and I'm, and I can't switch. I got to learn how to switch it. And I guess speak in parables. Yeah. Ask people questions. Um, ask them what they think. That's the easiest way to do it, right? Ask the right questions. Yeah. Yeah. I ask people, you know, when I'm on tour, I said, what do you, what do you just think about that? I say, you know, well, some people think this, you know, if, if you remove yourself and remove them from the equation, uh, they can talk about it a lot easier, I find. Um, a lot of people feel the need to defend everything. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. It's, 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 just, it's just habit. Maybe it's our culture. Maybe it's... Uh, Maybe the need to survive and fight. Maybe it's in, in, in instinct. But when you can learn to get past that, that's when you learn to debate and uh, discuss ideas and topics and um, agree to disagree. You know, just agree to disagree. That's all right. We can disagree, too. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be OK. Yeah, that's, where, right here, that's where things get tossed up is um, what I started realizing is once uh, I realize a lot of this is a paradox. It's a lot of balance and it's just the same information repeating on a, in a different story. And so you're like, so what does that mean? Why do I keep running into the same information in a different mode or format or in a different story? Like you were talking about gematria, numerology, astrology. Um, why is that the seven ancient gods, planets, days, whatever you, that fundamental, why is that in everything? Well, eventually you stop thinking and you go, what if I put this stuff to use? What if I actually yeah. realize that there's something there inside me that, and use this in a practical way. And the second you start doing that, then you start realizing how it's being used against you and you start to get angry. At least I did. I started to getting angry. You know, that's exactly what happened to me, man. It's exactly what happened. That's why I have my own YouTube channel. That's why I have my own show. That's why I do what I do. I got angry. Um, it's, it's good to study this stuff. It's good to do, you know, to know things, but that's half of it do something. I, you know, every once in a while, every, 
eh, maybe every 10 shows, I'll do, um, I'll do a YouTube uh, video and I'll, I'll tell people, what are you doing? I'll take calls. What do you, what are you doing today? You know, right. go out there and tell somebody for the, you know, if that's all you're going to go, go spread the information, repost this or another video like it if you want, or go out and make a real difference. Um, start doing something. And um, I had one guy the other day, he, he sent me an email and he says, you know, um, I heard you say that, Corey. And I started up my own YouTube channel with my mom. That's what we're doing. I think he was like 18 or 19 years old and said, we're going to do a show every week on trying to understand. I forget what it is now. And I said, like, good, man. Good for you. Whatever your thing is, go do it. Don't stop consuming. Start doing. Start participating. And um, find something that you love to do and, 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 and grab onto it and, and, and become kinetic. Start living. Yeah, speaking of that, when you were researching this stuff, like ethnobotany and yeah, doing those things in the desert, yeah. did, is that when I see? Because I think certain things trigger us into truth too. Some it's the Bible, some it's looking at the stars, some it's an experience they had with a person. Did that? Yeah. Did nature trigger this in in you? You think? Oh, absolutely. I mean, without a shadow of a doubt, I. Um, I, I, I came into botany young. Um, I was, I used to mow lawns, you know, in Phoenix. My dad said, if I wanted a truck, I have to save up my money by the time I was 16 to buy a truck. So I started mowing lawns, $10 a lawn. And, uh, back in the day, and, um, I used to mow the lawn for this lady called Mrs. Slack and her and her husband uh, for about two years. And, um, uh, he had money. He was, he was an oil man from Iraq for the U S government. But he passed on two years later. And my dad told me I could no longer take money from, uh, Mrs. Slack because on the account that she was a widow, but I had to keep mowing her lawn because that was our part. And I couldn't take money from her anymore. So what she started doing was cooking me lunch every Saturday when I mowed her lawn. I'd come in there. Well, that lunch turned into a two-hour lesson. And looking back now, she was a kitchen witch. Um, she had her herb garden. She had her lavender garden, her mint gardens. Um, she had her garlic and onion garden. She taught me over the course of three years Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No About infusions, decosions, solves, poultices, how to pick borage flowers and candy them and stick them in the freezer for, uh, for, for, for summertime. She taught me that uh, she, she, I remember, I'll never forget this, man. This is, this is real magic. She had me dig a hole one time and cut, put the dirt back in it loosely packed and smooth it over flat with the shovel handle. She, she said, now come back tomorrow. I said, well, I don't have to mow your lawn. She said, no, just come back tomorrow. I want to show you, I want to show you something. And when I got back the next day, that dirt was convexed out and I didn't realize, but it was a, it was a full moon. 
And she said, just like water moving up and down in the tides, the earth moves. And two weeks later, we did it again. And um, it was concave with the new. Yeah. And she taught me all kinds of cool stuff like that. And that was my first real branch into magic. Um, Real tangible physical. And you can imagine when you're 12 years old, 13 years old, this is like magic. This is what you've seen on TV and Disney and movies. And you have a woman teaching you this here and how to make you know, these, these teas that can soothe stomach and heal you. Um, she moved on eventually. And um, I've always loved the desert. And I was running around the desert, the Phoenix mountain preserves. And I thought to myself, all these plants out here must have a use. The Indians must've used them. But it would be about another three or four years till I discovered the word ethnobotany, which is the study of relationship between plants and people for edible, medicinal, utilitarian, and spiritual purposes. Um, back then there was no internet. We had the Dewey decimal system. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, huh. I, it took me a while to figure out that there were ethnobotanical texts out there and they, that they were usually from the local colleges. So I started studying ethnobotany because I wanted to know what the Native Americans did with that. When I moved to the desert um, in Cowboy and lived out there running our family business, um, I hung out with Hispanics and Indians, natives. And um, I used to talk to the, the, the women because they'd come straight up over the border, you know. Um, a lot of them were Ill- illegal and they'd go out there and pick the desert plants and we'd process them. They show me how to harvest them, when to harvest them. So I had, you know, 10 years of desert experience with natives and, uh, uh, brujas, Mexican witches and curanderas and midwives. Best education I ever had. The best education I ever had. Um, and then when I moved back, I began studying, uh, phytochemistry and, um, to balance out the knowledge of the tangible hands-on use of those plants. And, you know, when you're out there roaming around for 10 years in the desert, <laughs> picking plants on cold mornings and hot days, you're learning lessons as you're, as you're communing with nature, you know, you really are. You're, 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 you're watching and participating and you're learning about yourself and your place in that. Um, that's how I got into ma- uh, magic originally. And that's when I started studying the occult. Uh, because I realized that there was real knowledge, real the science was magic, and vice versa. I think I think my first um, my, my first hint was Mrs. Slack showing me how to make teas and how to make brews and how to make formulas uh, to heal, and that's what witches did a lot of the time back in the day. Is they healed people and they helped people. They were midwives, and um, that with the botany. And then it rolled from there into the occult and I never looked back, you know, so that, that's my education. Nice. That's a cool story, man. I love hearing how people get, well, I call it like activated, so to speak, but something just triggers inside you, you know, you're like, Hey, you feel the truth almost, if that makes any sense, you know, you know, it's there. And then you just kind of follow that. Uh, And, and I got a similar story. I got to take a break, though. We got to take a break. If you want to call in, it's 1-800-588-0335. We're here with Corey Daniels. Look, the uh, uh, Corey Daniels, sorry, and the website, if you want for reference, is thephoenixenigma.com. We'll be right back after these short messages. Please don't go anywhere. This is Lighting the Void. I'm your host, Joe Roop. Stay with us. You're listening to Lighting the Void. The call-in number is 1-800-588-0335. 
If you would like to text, you can text in at 501-777-5631. This is Crow 777, and you are listening to The Fringe FM. This is Kronox from Belgium, and you're listening to Lying Void with Joe Roop. Listen, I want to tell you about GI Joy from GetTheTea.com. It's the best alchemical concoction of goodies for your stomach and digestive system I can recommend, and that's all based on my experience. Packed with colostrum, acidophilus, aloe, peppermint, and turmeric. If you do your own research, then you know this is the bee's knees for the stomach and digestion. Now, due to Big Brother's ears and the eye in the sky, you know I can't go into the details about what it helped me with. All I can say is, I got relief. It's non-GMO, no fillers, no preservatives, manufactured right here in the U.S. of A., and delivered to you by the only people who stay on top of the game and are out in front. Go grab a bottle of G.I. Joy at GetTheTea.com and see what all the fuss is about. Again, that's GetTheTea.com. Ever seen an extraterrestrial? It can be hard to believe they exist unless you've seen one for yourself. What if I told you I've seen them my whole life but have never had a witness who shared the encounter with me? Now, what if I told you I saw four of them, two with blue skin, and there are over 20 witnesses to this CE5 event? My new book, The Blue Beings, Visitation at the UFO Conference, documents actual accounts from real witnesses, many of which have gone on record to attest to this otherworldly reality. Be a part of the quantum paradigm shift that is taking place right now. Go to johnpolkmedia.com to get your copy of The Blue Beams Visitation at the UFO Conference on sale right now at johnpolkmedia.com. That's J-O-H-N-P-O-L-K media.com. This is Al. I listen to Lighting the Void because it's interactive radio with good content, interesting guests, and a humble host sharing his journey through the esoteric. Hey, Joe Roop. Thanks for having us along for the ride. Thank you so much. What a delightful evening. Well, I got a lot of ground to cover. Lighting the Void is proud to announce Mind and Magic's Protection and Defense Course for protection from magical and psychic attacks. This is not a joke. Magic practitioners are on the rise, and with that comes attacks from baneful or black magicians that try to harm or hurt others for their own selfish reasons. If you are not a believer in psychic attacks, then this isn't for you. If you are, and you want the power to defend yourself and your family and home, then I highly suggest you grab Freighter Xavier's Protection and Defense Course. In this course, you will learn how to tell if you are under attack from a natural source or if an individual is attacking you. The four forms of curses and attacks. How to remove self-imposed curses. The correct way to cleanse your home from negativity or malevolent entities. How to make your own holy water. What you should always keep near or under your bed. Herbs that banish negativity and promote purity. The most powerful banishing rituals on the planet. And for those that seem to want to harm you the most. How to put your enemies in a hell 
battle pit of their own making. You can also learn protection against shadow people and other entities. Or are you just in a bad planetary alignment? Even how to get rid of an enemy using a tic-tac box. It does not matter what your faith or belief is, this will work. Click the banner on the website at lightingthevoid.com or go to lightingthevoid.com forward slash Xavier. So, have you heard of heavy metals? I'm not talking about the heavy metals in the junkyard. I'm talking about the heavy metals that build up in your body. Heavy metals in your body can make you feel sluggish, fatigued, and just plain off. Why not try Life Change Tea at GetTheTea.com? Cleansing your body and making you feel great. No, not cleansing the outside of your body, but cleansing the inside of your body of intruders that sneak their way into you and set up an intruder camp. Life Change Tea helps remove unwanted intruder camps. Brew it. Steep it and drink in the results. Tastes great so you can create a new health habit. Our tea loves to help people. It just needs the chance. So order yours today by logging on to getthetea.com. That's getthetea.com. Our life change super strength tea is waiting. This could be a beautiful relationship. Take charge of your health. Order at getthetea.com. That's getthetea.com. Hi, this is Aaron Hunter, host of Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast where we tell real paranormal experiences of people from around the world. And we also conduct interviews with authors, investigators, psychics, and mediums. Real people, real stories, real fear. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern on The Fringe FM. See you then. Hola, French listeners. This is Dave Cruz of Beyond the Strange, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. Phoenixenigma.com is the website. Also, uh, the Phoenix Enigma on YouTube as well. I believe you've got quite a few subscribers there as well. Don't you, Corey? Like 32,000 or something? That's pretty good, especially with what YouTube has done lately. YouTube's been pushing down everybody's stuff in these fields here lately, so that's pretty good. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> the I've struggle even, is real. The struggle is definitely real in YouTube, and not only... It's, it's caused a different effect with book publishers, you name it, like... That effect that YouTube did caused issues in our field, whether it's UFO, paranormal, esoteric, whatever. You, it caused a lot of ruckus, and um, but we're still here. I think radio is the revolution. That's my opinion. But you're still doing good on YouTube. And mm-hmm. when you get on YouTube and and people call into your show, is there? Do you ever feel that need that people just have to be? They feel like they have to be right. And they don't want to be wrong about anything. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, our 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 audience is a little more um, learned. Wow. Um, our our audience is a little more open to these ideas because if you're listening to a show like yours, you're thinking. You're someone who's actually taken. You're a few steps into thinking, and you can't go very far into this world that we're in. And realize that you don't know squat 
about squat and everything <laughs> you've been told has been, has been a lie from the beginning. And you're coming on to new truths every day. If you scratch a millimeter under the surface and, you know, new stuff's coming all the, all the, all the, all the time. Um, so we don't get as much as other people, but every once in a while I get people that um, are into crystals and um, they'll be so into crystals that they'll be against the plants and crystals are the only way. And they're right about this. And it's, they've decided to die on that hill. They decided that that's where it's at. And I don't know whether it's just a lack of communication skills or a lack of um, experience, you know, um, you know, there's a, there's a reason why old money, you, you know, you know, you ever know people who've been, who've been born into money. Oh yeah. And those families, they're a little quieter. They sit back a little bit. They're a little more patient. Old money doesn't spend old money. Doesn't go out and buy Ferraris all the time. Right. They're more conservative and they just understand that it's about the long haul. Um, they're a little more in control. They're a little more learned. I think that comes with experience and um, what wisdom. And when you see people that are zealots, um, that are so intent on being right, that they need to be right. You know, you understand, I understand that they're defending something or they're trying to convince everyone of something because they need other people to validate that belief for them and with them. And if you understand that, you don't need to fight them. Um, and, and you give them something and you say, yeah, man, I see what you're saying. You know, I see what you're saying. Um, and you can build on that with them and you can explain that, you know, it's not the only way other people see it this way. Uh, what do you think about this over here? This guy said that over there. What do you think about that? And then you, then you kind of show them where it ties in to what they believe and you give them a new, you've got to get them to step out of their argument and look at their argument from the outside. And if they can do that once and they realize that no one's going to attack them back, that you're on a journey together to learn um, you no longer have to fight that person and that person can then relax and you can have a real conversation with them. Um, and I use that technique when I'm guiding. Um, I went to school to be a guide. I'm a, I'm a certified interpretive guide. Um, and there's techniques we use, um, there's problem solving, personality management, uh, personality types, engagement levels. Um, there's a whole psychology about people and how they behave in different, um, paradigms, you know, Alpha male, beta male pack, you know, any, any, any group, an alpha male is going to jump out. And then you, you do a corporate group and you have the alpha beta male pack mentality on top of the corporate artificial structure of the CEO and the vice president, and the CFO, and then all the worker bees. And you have competing, <laughs> you have competing <laughs> energies outside of the office place in a, in an area, let's say where we're doing quads or, you know, we're, we're, we're four buying out there and male testosterone's taken over. And so you have a lot of paradigms all playing together. It's like a big formula. So I get a lot of practice managing people uh, that way. And Me you start too. to learn what works. Yeah. Yeah. Mine has yeah. been more managing hosts and audiences and stuff. Cause you know, it's, it's been kind of cool too. I've learned a lot from a lot of different Cause I produce shows and help people and cause with the fringe FM. So at mm -hmm. first it started out very frustrating because, uh, you know, when, when you don't have to deal with that multiple people at once, I was used to dealing on the phone at my work with one person at a time and their needs. And we have a dedicated time to speak and 
but now it's like okay everybody wants your attention now and everybody's got different egos and perceptions and beliefs and some of it's reality and some of it's not and how do you go about it and i've learned a lot i've learned a lot from each and every one of them too so even when i I think people even if they're wrong about something even if you know they're flat out wrong about something if you're willing to just keep asking questions that doesn't mean that they won't teach you something yeah i'll tell you what's really cool is when i'm listening to someone talking and and i know they're i think they're wrong I think they're wrong mm-hmm. and I can win this argument. And, um, and I ask myself, do I need to win this argument? Do I need to win? And then towards the end of the day, like, I, mean, I conduct 12 hour tours sometimes eight hours into, you know, this day, this person will, will revisit the subject again. And he'll say it a little different way that I understand now. And that's how we were. And I realized he meant it that way from the beginning, but he realized I wasn't under, understanding him and I got him and I understand him now. And yeah, I can see how he can be right in the context he was talking in. Now, four hours before I would have argued him to death, you know, and why? If, if, I, I, you, if you listen long enough, you'll realize that um, people aren't really as different as you think they are. And um, we all need and want the same things, you know, uh, no one wants to be in pain. No one wants to see other people in pain. Uh, you know, healthy people anyway, don't right. uh, we all need to eat, breathe, you know, clean food and we want clean water. We want peace and quiet and we want justice. You know, um, it comes down to ego. I think it was a Hitler that said it's easier to convince people of a lie than it's to convince them they've been lied to. Mm-hmm. You take someone with a political doctrine, especially politics these days, it's been so polarized through, through sorcery that, um, that, you're not defending, um, you know, an idea anymore. You're defending your ego because what happens when someone believes, let's say Donald Trump, let's say they think Donald Trump's the best thing in the world. And then they've thought that forever. And then they come to the realization one day that Donald Trump isn't now they're going to go back on how many years of arguing and fighting. You're not fighting that idea anymore. You're now fighting that person's ego. And that's huge. That's a whole different battle. Because most people don't want to admit that they've been wrong for a lifetime or even five years or even six months. Um, and they'll stick to that wrong idea and that wrong belief system. Um, and they'll do it. They'll do it every time. They'll go so, down with it. They'll go down in flames with it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I tell you, you got to be real. You got to be willing. You've got to be willing to change your mind when you find a truer truth or at least see it in a context. And say, yeah, I was wrong, you know, or maybe I was right for the this period and it worked for me then, but it doesn't work for me anymore. I mean, I used to be pro-choice. I used to be pro-choice. I was pro-choice half my life. And I changed my position on it when I found new truths about the uh, what, what I believe to be the true nature of, of life and the value of that life, you know, and not everyone believes it. And that's fine. And um, if I can talk to someone about that belief and, and maybe get them just to understand where someone else thinks about that, that's good enough. I don't have to get them to capitulate and you don't bend have over. to convert them or do whatever it takes to, to convert them, right? No. Yeah. We don't have to do that, you know? So we'll just plant yeah. the seed. Uh, I think, um, I think too that uh, we give into that too. That, that part about being right is because at that point, if we give in to anger, 
you know, our, we were talking about this last night, how our emotions take over. And to, and to me, true power is like you and I could have different views on that, right? And be, mm-hmm. But because we have this occultic or, or hidden understanding of things and our minds and our brains and what our brains focus on and the unconscious, because of that, we can have a conversation all day long, never get upset, never get angry, and that's true power. I want people to realize that that's like the first thing we need to, we need to take back. Yeah. Is take that power back, have a discussion, stop reacting to everything they want you to fight about. And that comes through knowledge. And this, and once again, this goes back to the occult. And and I know that, you know, this, um, the, the knowledge of the brain of psychology uh, goes way back. And that's some of the earliest sorcery utilized by the alpha male in a cave. Uh, to gain control over all the betas and the rest of the actual pack. I mean, does anyone stop and wonder why we have the Democrats and the Republicans? It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The blues and the reds. The white hats and the black hats the Patriots, and the Cowboys. Boy, everything in our society is A and B. It's a contrast. There's a reason for this. There's an answer for this. And it goes back to the way the human brain is wired and how it operates and how it, uh, um, how it processes information. Your brain, you know that white is white because there's a black. So when you see something that's white, the, the, the function your brain actually does is it compares it to the most extreme um, juxtapose contrast that it knows, and that's black. And that, and then you say, oh, it's white. If you ever lose knowledge of the color black, you will not know what white is anymore. Your brain cannot do that. Exactly, uh, yeah. That's how we see topics. That's how we see I- ideas. And this, this knowledge was taken in by these kings and by these uh, medicine men, by the wise men, and they developed warfare around this good and bad they want to kill you that team over there wants to come in and take all your corn and all your women you know and that's what they want um that political party wants to poison all the rivers you know that's what they want to do and they want to kick old people out you know and this one over there they want to go and kill all the babies if if abortion is legal and and everything is um polarized to the greatest extent and that is sorcery that's that is a magical technique utilizing hidden knowledge the occulted knowledge of the human brain and how the brain operates we call it advertising we call it marketing when you weaponize it it's called propaganda it's back to the occult 
This is why people need to understand what the occult is, what it consists of, and how it works, you know. Uh, drugs as well, you know. Pharmacia. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pharmacia means witchcraft, you know. It, it, that's, it, means, it means witchcraft. That's what it was back in the, the day. Changing the perception of your third to fourth um, third to fourth dimension interface organic computer. If you can change that, you're going to change. You're going to begin to change people's perceptions, ideas, um, what they're capable of, incapable of, right? There's a, um, and maybe you'll know more about this than I do, because I'm, I'm, I'm going to get into this eventually. I uh, want to have time when this Isaac Cappy thing's over and um, I'm moving on. But there's an idea that demons and demonology um, can be quantified in terms of, of vices, mm-hmm. of energy fields that attach to people. We see them as we give them names, we give them personalities, we give them jobs and descriptions, and they have their own sigils, right? Um, but each one does something to an individual when they are affected or afflicted by that demon. Um, there's a good and there's a bad. All demons have a polarity. Um, if you study demonology, you, you know you know this. Um, you know the layman thinks all demons are evil and everything else. And you know, from a Christian standpoint, they are. But from an occultic standpoint, they are a vibrational frequency. And once that demon attaches to you, it begins to resonate and drown out and throw into um, disorder your natural conducive vibration that you would use to align your thought form and your energies to move yourself forward. And that's where that disruption begins to um, cause disease or dis-ease and getting rid of those demons off your back. um, I believe there probably is a connection between drugs um, or the, uh, the concentrated drugs, opiates, um, you know, uh, specifically opiates, uh, methamphetamines. You know, the Nazis invented methamphetamine, and they were occultists to the nth degree, and it changed the mind. You know, you can look at a whole category of drug addicts that are on a specific kind of drug, and meth addicts. You can tell a meth addict they have that same look, they have that same look in their eye, they have those same proclivities, they have the same patterns of behavior that manifest after the abuse or the resonance of that drug, which changes their vibrational field. They're afflicted by that same demon. And you can look at that drug use in terms of demonology. And I, I think there's a lot of room there for study. Um, I really do. Yeah. If you, if you, I mean, it's not, it's not going to hurt you to read some of the, the Goetian, some of the, uh, the books of Solomonic magic and even, uh, in the Apocrypha where they threw it out, where each demon would tell you what they inflict in their names, right? There is a a hierarchy there that goes from the cliff off all the way to the top uh, of the tree. If you want to look at it from the tree of life point of view, that starts from each angel that goes all the way down to demons. So the hierarchy has, they always have somebody to answer to, but they always afflict a certain thing or have power over a certain thing. Um, And it is quite interesting if you look at something like the Picatrix, <clears throat> which is not, I don't, I'm just saying read it. Read it so you know what kind of powers are being used against you. Just read this stuff. 
And you'll see that there's a lot to that. Uh, the problem with that is, though, I, I, I want to talk about it, but that at the same time, I'm the kind of guy that's like, well, how do I know that that's real? And then for me, I try to experience it. I'll go and see if it's real. Now, I've learned my lesson in a lot of ways with that, <laughs> Corey, actually, because yeah. sometimes if you're not ready for something, you have to ask yourself, am I energetically ready to go to that level? Am I aware enough to be able to deal with a force that I don't understand yet? Am I, if you just want to look at your four elements, I guess, am I physically fit energetically to mess with that? Because some of these rituals are long. Am I emotionally ready to mess with that? Is this demon going to trigger me? Do you see? Can I keep my cool? And then even then, why would you mess with it? So it's, it's one of those things where it's good to study about, but I don't know how to prove when people want to prove to themselves that it works. The only thing that I could say is, is if you want to practice it, I, I don't know, exorcisms maybe, or just, just study it. You know, I don't, you know, I I'd definitely say, don't think you should dive into it at all. I'd say that's why we have mentors. I'd say that's why we have, um, our traditions, um, our cultural traditions, uh, no matter where you're from, there's hierarchy within your society. Um, the, the patriarchs, and they'll surround themselves with wise men. The wise men will pick uh, people out of, you know, there to study underneath them. They will make affordable a school for those who prove themselves to come, and they'll pick people who they know are ready. You know, and every society has their own form of that. I think uh, Jim Morrison from The Doors said, um, um, God, it was, what, what was that famous? I used to have my wall at home. Um, we should have sharp lines drawn with tests, deaths, rights, feats, stories, songs, and judgments. Um, in, in life, there should, be, there, there should be sharp lines drawn with tests, deaths, uh, stories, lines, and judgments, and rights and feats. And um, there's something to be said for ritual and, and for young men proving themselves and rites of passage and even hazing. Even hazing. Men need to be men and boys need to be allowed to be men. Women these days are wondering where all the where where all the where all the men go. They're all wearing skinny pants and they're worrying about their hair. You know, where are the men at? There is a there is a deficit in this world right now of men who will stand up and say, that is wrong. Nope, that is wrong. And here's why it's wrong. Um I don't care what the law says. The law is wrong. You know, that's lacking <laughs> in our world right now. Yeah. Um, yep. it, it, it really is. Um, and we get off topic there, but um, it's all, it's all connected. It's all connected in the end. Um, you know, that topic, you, you're straying away from that one because you, you know, it's going to really <laughs> offend, right? Uh, eventually well, I get it. Trust me, but I know where you're coming <laughs> from on that. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't care about offending people. It's, it's not on my business if someone's offended, you know. Um, I don't mean to offend anyone. It's just, it's, it's a thought. It's, a, it's, a, it's an idea. It's my experience of what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, we need more male energy out there. I have, I have a research group. I'm involved in some pretty heavy research right now that's um, dangerous. I, I'm into some stuff that's politically dangerous right now. And I've surrounded myself with people that do not necessarily agree with me with more feminine energies. That's a good idea, um, man. Cause God, I need a good idea. to be told when I'm wrong. I need to be told like, listen, 
Corey, you have a lot of masculine energy here. We need to tamper this down. Look at it here, you know, and, and, and I'm wise enough to know that there is wisdom um, in that other side that I need to balance out my own energies, you know? So, um, you know, it comes down to, do you, do you dive into the occult? Um, I would say go slow. I would say go to Washington, DC and, um, you know, (laughs) start studying the, the basics, get the basics down first, you know, understand the foundation of your government. You can, everyone can do that. Everyone can understand that inauguration day. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Is on January 20th, right? At noon, which is 19.5 degrees into, or uh, 19.5 days into the new year. And if you take your star of David and you draw a circle around it, the two side or the four side points come to the side, come out to 19.5 degrees north and south of the equatorial line, right? And when you realize that every single planet in our solar system has a geological anomaly at 19.5 degrees north or south latitude, like the red spot on Jupiter is 19.5 degrees south latitude. The dark spot on Neptune is 19.5 degrees off center. The twin mons of Jupiter are 19.5 degrees north. The largest volcano on Earth is 19.5 degrees north latitude. On and on and on. It's because of torsion physics and the way the energy spins. Okay, And you realize that that knowledge is wrapped up in the Kabbalah and that the founding fathers built that energy, that energy resonance on a solar Gregorian calendar into the founding, um, the, in, into the foundation of our very government. And at every four years of, by, and for the people, a new person or the same one gets up on a hexagon balcony and on the, on the Capitol building which is the ever-pregnant belly of Isis on the Golden Hill, looking over towards the phallic symbol of Osiris. And we take an oath, that, and that ceremony begins exactly, exactly at noon, because I timed it with an atomic watch the last time it happened. And um, the first foot hit the deck exactly at noon. I did a whole video, and I got a whole article about it, right? And every four years, like a menstrual cycle, it's out with the old, out with the polluted, out with the corrupted, out with the bad energies. And of, by, and for the people, we, we bring in new hope and new fresh ideas for a new time, okay? The founding fathers built an organic system into our very government and balanced out the energies of the phallic symbol of Osiris with the ever-pregnant belly of Isis, right? That is occultism. Anyone can understand that and study that without diving into and becoming emotionally invested and um, uh, put into danger in the heavier aspects of the occult. You know, you can understand that we have a three part political system. Um, 
the the executive branch. If you ever look on the back of a dollar bill on the, the, the on, on the seal, right? We got the we got that eagle. Well, the head of the eagle is the executive branch. The center of the blue with all the um, the, the bars in it, that's the legislative branch. And the feathers, there's nine feathers there. That's the that's the the um, judicial branch, right? Well, the executive branch was supposed to be what it was, the head figure, right? The spokesperson. The legislative branch was supposed to be the hot and the fire where ideas and male energy got up there and just juked it out. That's why that body is housed in the ever-pregnant belly of Isis in the capital. It's a feminine building for a masculine job. It balances out the energy so that it doesn't get out of control. And the judicial branch was the older, quieter, wiser, more conservative branch that sat back and then thought about and interpreted what happened with the legislative branch. So anyone can understand these occultic principles put into our government and in the machine that's been built and study, start studying the occult from that aspect. There's plenty to study and plenty to know without doing ritual work. People think the occult is all ritual work. No, go to the gym, go to the gym and meditate on a Stairmaster. Start visualizing, mm-hmm. start meditating and visualizing on a Stairmaster while you're getting healthier. That's, that's powerful magic right there. That's extremely yeah. powerful magic. Yeah, you know? because uh, that's uh, what people talk about. Uh, what I've been trying to explain when it comes to alchemy about the fires of the body and stuff. And that's like some of the biggest secrets that's been hidden from us, that it's time to start showing people what we do energetically, like, um, and how the energies are used against us and how we can use our own energy better to influence our own lives. And, um, yeah. but of course there's some bigger secrets there the law, you know, the gender side of it where the male and female, the two become one, you know, something mm-hmm. that was, should be sacred, uh, has also been, you know, I don't want to get too far into that subject, but has also been kind of played with, um, yeah. and manipulated and controlled. Listen, I believe everything that we have that that we have a birthright to has has been manipulated and controlled. Um, and it's hard, I guess, to see what you're saying to get these subjects out without triggering people. And and that's why, man, you're like you're explaining why I started the show, lighting the void, because I, I talked about the more I knew, the more I didn't know, and it was all about asking the right questions. And the more you do that, the more you know. Um, and the more you don't know, but do you think that it causes sorrow? Like the, like the book of Ecclesiastes talks about where I'm sure you're familiar with that book where he says, you know, the more a man knows, the more sorrowful he becomes. So the best thing that you can do is just eat, drink and be merry and live off the fruits of your own labor. There's a kind of a paradox in that book though, isn't there? I think you mean like take the blue pill. (laughs) Yeah, right but i don't think it's really saying that i think it's trying to teach you to to learn a lot of things so that you know how to balance them out and realize that it's very simple that the the things that the human spirit needs is very simple i i think that we were never meant to be in perfect balance the whole the whole way Mm -hmm. um i think that those fires that burn and rage uh when you light a campfire it starts out small it burns, you know, it, it does its thing in the center and it begins to, then you got the long burn with the steady heat that burns for a few hours. Then it trickles back down to the coals again. Then the coals give off a slow burn. 
until it fizzles out. I think life is like the same way. Um, I think people are meant because we are biological creatures and we are adherent um, to this, this three-dimensional world. Um, we are, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? We are, um, we, we are, we are bound to behave within certain parameters and balance isn't one of those. I think balance is found what they say. Um, wisdom, wisdom comes from a lot of, from a lot of was it bad choices and yeah. bad choices come from good choice, something like that. Right. Um, you have to live and make those mistakes to get wise. Um, and I don't, I don't think, I think, I think we were meant, I think we were meant to make bad choices. I, I, I just think that it's, there's no way around it. You know, someone once said that if, if all parents were, per, um, were good parents, we'd have a perfect world. There'd be no problems. <laughs> and it's so yeah, true. It is true. <laughs> you yeah, know, that is totally true. We have a chance every generation to have a perfect society again. And, um, and, and we don't, I don't, I don't know how our, I don't know how our society has made it civilization has made it as far as it actually has. I really don't, but I don't see balance um, as being something that is um, continual throughout our lives in this dimension that we, we live in. Um, I think it's supposed to ebb and flow. And I think that's where, that's where the growth is at. Uh, that's where the lessons are, are, are learned. That's when where pe- things are moved and shifted. When you hear the, the phrase cabal, right? This stuff that Wilcock and Good have talked about. And, you know, it's kind of been pushed around like the dark cabal this and the dark cabal that. I've always mm-hmm. considered that kind of a, in my opinion, kind of a black veil, right? Because you're being real general on purpose. And then you got them focusing on aliens and all this other stuff. When really we should be investigating who that cabal is and calling them out. So in your mind, who is a part of this if there is such a thing as the cabal or whatever? Um, I don't know. I I don't know. It could be an institution, you know, um, for all I know. I know that there's a lot of what I call slave speak going on. And that's where you um, – you give something a name, I don't know, like the Cabal or the Illuminati, and it's uh, that becomes the Kaiser Soze of the occult world, and the Illuminati is everywhere, just like Kaiser Soze and the Usual Suspects, right? And it can be anything; it can mean anything. When in actuality, there is no address where the Illuminati gets together. There's no sign that says "Welcome to the Illuminati," um, you know, four five, you know, four thirteen, whatever. Um, it's not there. I, I think. It's a, um, it's a formless enemy that has been used. It's a fictitious, it's, it's a fiction that has been set up to direct everyone's minds while the real work is being done elsewhere in real institutions like local government, like um, the Council on Foreign Re- Relations, which is a real body of non-elected people who make treaties with foreign nations and decide your uh, trade and the price of your goods, real stuff. I think the real stuff's being done there. And I think people are just um, looking at these boogeymen, the Illuminati. And I think they feed it. Um, Just like Kaiser Soze, you know, just like Virgil fed the Kaiser Soze myth in The Usual Suspects because it's an effective um, red herring. 
do you, do you think that maybe that we're doing this to ourselves? Uh, what I mean is, is that that phrase, that phrase about we don't fight against men, we fight against principalities and powers, right? So we're always yes. trying to point the finger at a group of people or a group of, and I'm not saying there's not bad organizations out there at all, not, not at all. But when we really start looking at these occultic principles, you know, cause and effect, ripple effect, polarity, the law of gender, uh, you know, rhythm, uh, ebb and flow, you've talked about these things, right? When we Uh really start looking at these and our own inner natures, who's really causing this to happen? Is it, I think the same people who had uh, Jeffrey Epstein killed, um, you know, people think George Soros is the devil incarnate and the head demon pushing stuff around. He's a middleman. He's a money guy. He's a front guy. You know, the people that Jeffrey Epstein would have burned down when Jeffrey Epstein would have squealed about, about the child sacrifices and about the movement of children for sex slave operations for the elite, uh, for the brownstoning operations carried out by the Mossad here in the United States of America. Uh, brownstoning is where you utilize, um, you get politicians and people of um, in high finance and high companies in compromising positions with children. By the way, pedophilia is the third rail. And I'm not afraid to talk about it because this is one of my primary things that I fight about. I fight against um, in this world is pedophilia and these pedophile networks. Uh, a great deal of my channels that de- dedicated to this battle. Um, the, uh, that's the third rail. Everyone has seen, you know, uh, a senator, a congressman, you know, snorting coke off the rear end of a of a of a hooker, right? It's it doesn't it's no longer shocking, right? No one cares anymore. But pedophilia, well, that's in our instinct. That's in our nature to protect our children. Mm-hmm. That should be your nature to protect your children at all costs. My children, my neighbors' children, children in general. You know, we we recognize the value of life and innocence and what it's worth, that value intrinsically as a human species. Um, Those people that move that commodity around and uh, that would have been burned by Jeffrey Epstein, we'll never know who they are. We'll never know who they are. And they'll never, I I don't think they'll ever be known. Um, God, that pisses me off. Yeah. It really does, man. And so we can get close. Yeah, you know, so I mean, the Bushes ahead. were dirty, dirty as hell. The Bushes were filthy. The Clintons, everyone knows the Clintons are filthy. We make jokes about being suicided and Arkansas, right? It ain't, I don't care what side of the political spectrum you're on. Everyone knows Hillary Clinton kills people. Everyone knows this happens. Or the DNC who pushes her. It's no longer a secret. Seth Rich died for it. Isaac Cappy died for it, Right. Jeffrey Epstein died for it to keep these secrets. Everyone knows what's going on. Um, Democrat, Republican, both sides. These are, these are the small people. These are, uh, this is the fiction. This is the reality TV show that we've been given, the left-right paradigm to fight about. Once again, back to dividing us, fighting us, and the people are at the top. I think it goes back to banking, Joe. I think it goes back to banking. I really do. Um, I think that is the control. That's the artificial mechanism. That's where the religion is centered around. And it's where you move all goods, resources, and assets on this planet. That's where you direct human labor. Um, That's where you can starve people out. I think who's ever in charge are with the banks. Um, I really do. I do too. I do too. And and, uh, 
you know, we were talking about energy and the pharmaceutical companies, too. Uh, the biggest thing that I see that's going on now, and this is kind of like I've always felt like my fight is, is how we emotionally, we get emotionally, they're playing with our emotions, man. Stop playing with my emotions. That's not like a baby, right? But <laughs> that's what they do. They keep us emotionally hooked on things, you know. Um, the brain can get triggered in all kinds of different ways. And we don't really realize it. The mind gets triggered by all kinds of different things, but the just. I'll tell you a simple spell. I'll tell you a simple spell that uh, most people don't realize goes on every single day. Do you know why your judge sits up higher than you and your teacher and professor sits up higher than you and the king and the pope and everyone else and your preacher? There's a reason for that. Okay. This goes back to ancient sorcery. This goes back to the occult. Here's why Hitler did it as well. Remember when Hitler would sit there? And speak from an elevated position for a long, three, four hours. Okay. Here's what happens. When you go to sleep at night, your eyes roll back in your head. They go up. Your your brain goes into REM, rapid eye movement. You go from, right now you and I are in uh, beta brainwave. Okay. When When we're daydreaming or just waking up, we're in alpha. When we're sleeping, we're in theta. And we go into delta for a very, very short moment during that REM sleep. Okay. Um, when you start going into a meditative state of alpha, your brain, especially when your eyes roll up after a lifetime of doing it, your brain kicks melatonin into your system, which takes you down into your alpha. When you're in an alpha state, you're no longer uh, having a dialogue where you're contemplating what I'm saying, thinking about it, and retorting. You are instead completely assimilating the information coming at you. You are receptive, okay? If you can maintain somebody in that receptive state for a long time, you can brainwash them. You can literally program them. So when someone is looking up for an elevated period of time and listening to someone, especially if they utilize the sorcery of rhetoric and can, um, can modulate their speech patterns and pull them in like Hitler did, right? You can literally program a person. Even if you don't have the speech patterns though, as long as you're going into alpha brainwave um, you are being programmed quite literally. That's why the technology for television brings you down from a beta to a theta within four minutes, think three, three to four minutes of those brain waves. And um, you're literally being programmed when you watch TV, quite literally. And if they can deliver those messages with fear, lust, greed, right? The negative emotions, which go straight to our uh, fight or flight reptilian survival uh, instincts, right? They're going to lodge better and more securely and more emotionally. The emotion is the trigger which solidifies and grinds those into your subconscious. So yes, they use emotion and they use technology. And before they had television, they would speak from elevated positions. That's why these people of authority wear these black robes, the black robe of Saturn, and they stand up there and they speak and they program you. It's all by design. Yep. And it's, uh, it's also, it messes with you emotionally too, from the male and female aspect. If you look at Saturn's like the great father, the color black, it's all there. And it's all Mm -hmm. more subconscious triggering, which People are like, well, what do you use magic all in the subconscious? You know what? I think the subconscious, unconscious, it is indeed 100% the doorway to whatever you want to call it. Magic, the spirit realm, the dream world. It is it is the doorway to all of that. 
I mean, why do they, you think they call it the witching hour? Or you're instructed in certain books to do certain spells at a certain time of night when everybody's asleep, when it's more effective, or et cetera. It's all, yeah, it's all there for sure. I think um, what you're doing is good, actually. It doesn't matter. You know, I, I asked you about, and during the break, a guy like Mark Passio, he used to just really rile people up because he would get super pissed, you know. Mm-hmm. And people would say, man, he's, you know, made me angry or i just can't handle that stuff but he got you thinking right you if there's that's the point maybe we need to stop worrying about how good you feel there's a time to be angry there really is a time to get angry righteous anger about real events it's okay to be angry about pedophilia it's okay to be angry about being utilized as a human slave in a debt prison system known as earth it's okay to be angry about that i mean don't go out and get violent but yeah we need to get angry before we can because that's going to make people do what i did start a website start a start a youtube channel get out and start working with other people like you and i are doing right now reaching others that's what it's going to take you know really is yeah don't don't be afraid don't be afraid to get out of the comfort zone take one cold shower a week I tell people, break out of your routine. I'll tell you what, man. I'll tell you what the key to freedom is. I'll tell you where it's going to start. I tell this every single radio episode that I do. Take your TV, take it to the desert or the woods, and you shoot it. it. (laughs) Yes, just smash it. You shoot the damn thing with your with your favorite firearm. If you don't have one, you go buy a firearm, okay? And you make that a beautiful ritual, a beautiful ceremony, and you shoot that television. And then you replace that time with cooking dinner with your family, okay? And then on the way home one day a week, you go buy a six-pack of beer, you go knock on your neighbor's door, and you sit on the front porch with him. And you have a conversation with a real human person. And you talk about the widow down the street that needs help. And you talk about what's going on in your local mayor and politics. You talk about what might have been happening and, and maybe how you guys can get together. and Or maybe not. Maybe just talk. That, you know, that's where freedom begins, where you start talking to your neighbors. You start helping them out. You start counting on each other. Maybe, maybe, maybe go over and, and, and you know, help your neighbor fix his car or whatever it takes. Because freedom begins with the family and from there with the neighbors, and from there with your community, and then your city, and then your state. And the more you can localize, and the more you can become independent, and fix your own cars, and and maintain your own health, and bounce ideas, and use your neighbors and other men to sharpen yourself upon to where you can get past all the garbage and become wiser and better, the more free you're going to be, right? decentralize right. power at the federal level and it starts with family and it starts with starts with turning off the tv and um really starting to think and read for the love of god read read something anything just start reading again um you know and that, talk if you had somebody if you were to ask somebody say i know read anything i get this question a lot like and i don't have a clue how to answer it because i just tell them to start most of the time but a lot of people ask me, what's what book should I start with on magic and the occult? And, you know, I want to say, well, get the secret teachings of all ages or something like that. But I feel like I don't know if that's the right one. What, what do you think? 
So um, as before, um, the, the Bible, um, it, it, and, and that's easy to say, but it's hard to do because King James Version Bible, uh, I absolutely adore, and there's lessons in there, but you're not going to understand it if you don't know how to comprehend the Bible. So you get a study um, guide for it as well, or go online, um, 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 Chuck Missler. Chuck Missler is a great companion videos about it. Listen to some Chuck Missler about the Bible, the whole Genesis series. That's great, right? Uh, there's a book called, the other end of the spectrum here, <laughs> The Power of the Witch. I think it's by Cabot, Lori Cabot. And um, that was one of the first books I got. And that book discusses the nexus between witchcraft and physics. It goes through and outlines the Western tradition magic of opening your circle, calling in the quarters, um, you know, all the nymphs and seraphs and gnomes and sylphs and all that stuff. It explains the uh, gods and companions and whatnot. So all that's there. The traditional Western system is there. But she goes heavy into the physics and is into some psychology and recommends other books. The Holographic Universe. Read that one. That's a great book, The Holographic Universe. Um, like our, our caller, uh, was it Josh earlier stated? Um, right. It was a, 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 a hologram. He hit it. He hit it. That, that, that nail straight on the head. Um, there's a book called Stalking the Wild Pendulum, which is um, a little bit out there. It, it, it covers some ideas that are a little bit out there, but it's good. It's, uh, you might not like everything in it. You might not feel comfortable with it, but um, it's a great perspective. It'll start, it'll start um, uh, getting you to think outside of that box. But The Power of the Witch, by far, is um, one of my favorite books on traditional uh, witchcrafting and understanding what witchcraft is, which is the craft of the wise, and how uh, it works scientifically with thought form and intent and catalysts in real vibrational states of uh, color and sound. So that's probably my favorite. Fantastic. Yeah, that's some good stuff there. Usually... Uh, people say, well, just read, just pick something up and start reading. Um, but I'm like, yeah, but they, well, they, they're going to keep asking you that until you get them to read something, then they'll go from there. Uh, like Franz Barden's pretty good too. And you're right. It doesn't all have to be ritual stuff or high magic. You know, it's no. look, there's like low magic and people get mad about that. They think it's snobby when you talk about high magic. It's just two sides of the same coin. Again, the same paradox. You got low magic that works with uh, what is that your needs basic things mm-hmm. in your life your needs and then you've got high magic which is ceremonial magic and stuff where there's meditation and and invocations and stuff where you're trying to wake up and learn these energies and there's a whole there is an actual process to it if you ever want to look look at it but yeah j- just like the west you can go or the east you can go to the east and they do it just through meditation some people do it through dream work yeah. everybody's got their own way of doing these things so so high magic is psycho psychodramatic catharsis psychologically speaking that's what it is low magic is applied psychology mm-hmm. um that in in scientific terms of psychology is what both of those are and they both have their application Low isn't better than high and high isn't better than low. Sometimes you need a cancer doctor to treat something. And sometimes you need a kitchen witch to make you some chamomile tea and rub your head. You know, Wittershin. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. One is not better than the other. 
It's what you need at the time and the application you're doing. Um, complete systems are built around each one. Um, if you're going to get into magic, get into, um, you know, your, get into your low magic first. Get the nuts and bolts down. Um, get the simple stuff. Start learning how to be kind to people. Um, that's, that's a big one. Start just learning to be kind and, 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 and projecting goodwill. That's huge. Absolutely huge. At the same time, start learning how to defend yourself and where to put your barriers up because you can't be a force of good if you're being attacked all the time as well. You need, you need solid barriers. You know, I tell everybody I'm a fortress of civility. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Because you have to, you have to have strong borders on the microcosm and the macrocosm. Your house needs locks. You know, your, your border at the Mexican border needs guards. It needs a wall. Uh, Your skin, your skin is there to keep bacteria out of you. Your, your organs have membranes, keep them from bouncing around so they can do their job in the place that they're supposed to be. The earth has its, its, its its atmosphere, right? Um, Everything has borders and a protective uh, and a protective uh, barrier. Uh, Magic's the same way. Um, when I, when I was in martial arts for 10 years, the first thing we learned in Aikido, the very first thing you learn is how to fall yeah. because you're going to get your ass kicked regularly for the next 10 years. That's where we learn in jujitsu to break yeah, how to fall out of roll. And, um, and then you start learning how to block and then you start learning how to strike. And, um, I think you should apply, you should approach magic the study of magic with the same, um, with the same formula. Well, uh, yeah, I am, uh, yeah, this turned out to be a really, really good conversation. I really appreciate you coming on the show and, uh, yeah, I mean, you pretty much summed up, I've done 370 something episodes and you've pretty much summed up some of the biggest purposes behind this stuff. And, uh, I really appreciate it, man. It's definitely been a cool time having you on here. And if you don't mind, because you spent some time with us, can you please tell everybody where they can find your channel, your link, social media, all that? Yeah. Um, go into, um, go into the beast Google and type, um, the Phoenix enigma. And I think I got everything on that first page there. Uh, that's me. Uh, Phoenix enigma.com is my website. Uh, you'll see my logo is a big screaming yellow Phoenix. Um, I picked X. I got a lot to say. I'm an angry person and I'm going to get out there and say it. So that's my logo. Um, it's, uh, I got, uh, the Phoenix Enigma on YouTube. The Phoenix Enigma is on my Facebook page, uh, Instagram, Twitter. Um, just type it in the Phoenix Enigma and you'll find me all there. If anyone wants to get in touch with me, I do return phone calls. If you email me your phone number and as soon as I get a moment, I'll call you. You're going to get me, my voice calling you back saying, yo, what's up? How's it going? You know, that's what, pretty cool. What can I do for you? Cause I would never uh, do that. I've learned my lesson. On that, so that's pretty it's cool. It's hard, man. Yeah, it takes but, time. But, um, you know, I, uh, I, I, I talked someone back from suicide last week. Nice. That's awesome, uh, man. Real magic. Real Absolutely. magic. Absolutely. You guys you know? go check it out. All the links will be there. We do got to roll out of here. The secret teachings with Ryan Gable is up next tomorrow night. We're going to have open lines. Talk to us. Tell me your experience. What's been on your mind about the guests we've had on this week? And please don't forget that you cannot copy the show, especially on YouTube without written permission. Main music was by Chronox. 
and guitars by Bundy. And uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow night. Big shout out to Pacho, Don, Lady Ann, Dennis, Eric Markham, Sammy, Amanda, all of you guys. Love you so much. Good night.